Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Uh, Today's episode is a really cool one. Uh, I basically reached out to Alex Hayes while uh, I think I just saw his... Uh, him on the P3 story that he was there. Uh, it's just around the corner from the studio and I hit him up and I just said, hey, if you're still in, in town, you should jump on the podcast. Uh, I had another guest coming on at like 4.30 uh, and he said, I'll be there at 2.30. So we, um, yeah, we just fully made it happen, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I've been subscribed to Alex's YouTube channel. He makes really cool videos. Uh, he was doing daily vlogs for a while uh, and I'd sort of subscribed to his YouTube somewhere along the line and uh, always just thought he was a super cool young dude um, and I guess you could say a bit of a fan of what he does. Uh, so yeah, it was really cool um, that he was interested in coming on the podcast. So it was uh, definitely a rad chat. We talked about a lot of uh, various topics and some of the interesting stuff was some of the uh, meditation stuff that he's into, the fact that he quit alcohol and caffeine. Uh, and just, I guess, he's a guy that has experienced the whole YouTube, Instagram content world on a really, really large scale um, compared to myself. So it was interesting to sort of sit and hear some of his stories and, and hear how he talked about uh, certain certain things that I guess are maybe above his age in a way. Uh, so yeah, very excited to bring you this one. Thank you very much, Alex, for making it happen. Uh, this episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast is brought to you by the guys at Nobby Underwear. Uh, you can join the Undie Club for just $20 a month by heading to nobby.com. And basically how it works is for 20 bucks a month, you get a fresh pair uh, of undies with a really rad design that you don't know uh, what it is until you open the packet. So essentially Christmas comes 12 times a year if you are subscribed to the Nobby Nation uh, and you're into getting undies for Christmas. Uh, That's it from me. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. uh, Just type in Gypsy Tales Podcast. If you like this episode and are feeling generous, you could head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you guys very soon. Alex Hayes, mm. we've made it happen like really quickly. Yeah, within like what two hours. I love. Uh, I was just saying. Before, yo, we good? Yeah. Is this working? Um, I was just. Clear. I was just saying before that I love a guy that can just show up and make it happen. I literally DM'd you like two hours ago driving <laughs> home because I actually have been subscribed to your YouTube channel for 
When did you do the Hawaii thing with JB? Oh, that was last year. So like last November. Yeah. Okay. So I've been yeah, subscribed then. to your YouTube channel since oh, then because I it, it was pretty heavy what you were doing on that shore break there. Yeah, so I yeah. was like, I was like, this kid's fucking. He's he's legit. So. Yeah, I still got sand in my hair somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how did that whole thing come up? Like, so you to paint the picture for people yep. that don't know, you're is it safe to say you're like a you're a YouTube YouTuber, and yeah. then now you're moving into like the DJ stuff. But you were like an online kind of dude, I guess would be like the way to describe you, right? Yeah, I, I, it's there's no real like term, is there? It's like I mean, content creator. I've been on YouTube for a couple of years now. Um, now definitely furthering into like DJing and music production, but still doing YouTube because I really enjoy it. But yeah, I've mainly just been doing videos for the past like four, five years. Because how old are you? 21. 21. So yeah. you started like in your late teens then? Yeah. So I was, because I was, my background is surfing. Yep. My goal was to always be a professional surfer. And it was like, I was training and I was my one goal. But then when I was 17, because oh, well, I was traveling a lot through doing surf competitions, I would post it on social media as yeah, Instagram was right. coming up. So I got a bit of a following from that, but then I had an injury when I was 17, which at the time I was so bummed about, but in hindsight, it's the best thing ever because I like broadened my horizons and um, figured out a lot of other paths that I can do with like social media and just lifestyle content, et cetera. So that's when I kind of went into the YouTube space and focusing more on other things, not just surfing. What which, was uh, what was the injury that you had? I snapped my leg. It, like what part like the, so I was, the bottom like tib fib or it femur? was the, the fibula yeah okay so it was pretty bad I was in the water and he's like you seen Harry Potter when his arms just like yeah yeah that it was my leg no shit so yeah. and what how did you do that like I was surfing. Oh, you were surfing but like what, yeah. what sort of happened so the funny thing was that like the day before it was a really big swell and so I was surfing like it's probably like eight to ten foot and didn't get hurt and then the next day or two after it was like one foot oh. and I just did a backhand floater and you know how sometimes when waves break they break up really quick it was like super shallow Yeah. and I was just in a backhand floater and as I was going down the wave broke up and I was like oh that hurt because the ball didn't break oh but, really yeah. yeah right okay yeah the only time I've ever been hurt surfing was one foot redhead beach in Newcastle Yeah. it was Easter Sunday there was no one out and we were just like fucking around and I just mm. basically just tried to stop my brother getting on a wave <laughs> went over the falls and then the 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 tail of the board stuck into the sand and then the point just sat there and like you know oh. when you're just sort of sitting in the lip mm. so I just sat in the lip and then just fucking speared myself in the oh, ass dude. dude so one foot waves bro they'll get you every time it's always the shit that you're just not thinking about mm-hmm. the shit that you think just comes second nature like even just walking down the street like keep my toe fall over and break an arm but then you could squat or like yeah. base jump or squat like some crazy or. shit everyone's like, like cliff jump off a gnarly cliff and everyone's like what but like because you're so switched on you're thinking about it Yeah, it's yeah. just when you're doing things on autopilot yeah, you seem to. when you have to be like hyper focused on something mm. and I think that's what like because I come from a motocross background yeah. so that's all I did my whole life mm. and motocross mountain biking and it's like I think that uh, our age group our well I'm a bit older than you but like mm. our um, you know this younger action sports like generation that sort of grew up mm. the X Games generation or whatever I guess you'd call it it's like we don't think of it as meditation but I think that's what we're doing yeah like it's when definitely. we're doing the the 10 8 foot to 10 foot waves or riding motocross it's because you're sort of getting into that space where you can't mm. actually think about anything else yeah. so you really are essentially like that's what you're trying to achieve meditating it's like yeah. not thinking right yeah you, you're really getting into that meditative state and just like you got to really be present you can't be thinking about what you had for dinner last night oh 100 anything you got to if you're not fully in the moment it just yeah you can that's when you can slip up 
Yeah, so I think it's just interesting though that like we don't really call it meditation. Mm. And we just call it going for a ride or going for a surf. Yeah. Or, but it's like funny because uh, I, I don't think that uh, it wasn't until I sort of learned about meditation I was like, oh, fuck, I've been doing that for My years, life, dude. Yeah. Like, I've been doing that forever. So, yeah. but, so then you, you get this injury and then you have to sort of slow down and mm-hmm. then essentially it just gives you a, a bunch of time on your phone to like post videos and shit and then they start doing well like how did it work well because i was still in school so i was um focusing on finishing school so i saw that as an opportunity to get my grades up actually do some study which i didn't end up doing but um i actually just spent a couple of months just really bummed just like shit like what am i gonna do yeah. but then it just came to that point like i was 17 and i was like i can either get better from this or I can just stay being so like down about it and I decided to just kind of I started training when I was on crutches and I had the the cast on and I was just focusing on my upper body and then as soon as I got my cast off it was like I feel like injuries they make you so much more pumped to train Oh, because you, you get more progression out of it and yeah. that's what like I feel like that's what humans are attracted to in general just progression yes. like getting better and they see like the natural progression and they want you they're addicted to it it's like numbers people want to see their followers go up people want to see their bank account go up i wanted to see my body get better so i was like i'm gonna put a lot of time into training and then i just found a lot of love in training and being outside and then i got back to surfing and didn't get into competitions again but i got into more like just a bit of everything just showing everything on my videos yeah because so you uh, like the stuff what i would see actually you know when i first saw you was the jay alvarez stuff mm. so that was before the jb stuff right yeah so that would have been when i saw you was doing the like the skydiving and all the, the yeah. shit with him so it's like were you into that before that mm. injury or like that injury and then that sort of set all this stuff in motion for you to start doing all the crazy shit that you do yeah well, well timing is everything because when i was in year 12 when i had that injury and then i went to hawaii like pretty much a couple weeks after i finished school and that's when I met Jay. And so then um, he was it was definitely an inspiration for me growing up because I saw he was the only one that was like kind of doing that. He sort of invented that shit. Yeah, he was just a real pioneer in that area. So I took inspiration from it because I was doing it a lot myself. And I was like, this guy's making a career out of things that yeah. I'm doing now. Like I, I can do this. And so um, how the universe works, we met up. And then that trip just kind of like opened my mind to really have a work ethic towards it when I came home. Um, so yeah just like yeah i feel like if i didn't injure myself i would have just still on been, that qs grind right now yeah, yeah. I, 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 doing two is, stars and shit yeah i was never the best surfer but i just really loved it and yeah. i really wanted to like improve and get Dude, and get I, there i feel like a guy like you though like watching everything that you've done all the shit you put out like you would have figured something out like mm. with me i knew that i wasn't going to be a pro motocross rider so i bought a camera and then I started filming and then I ended up living in the US for eight years filming wow. for Red Bull and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, it wasn't an injury as such that did that, but I just, I feel like it sort of, I feel like it just doesn't really matter. Like one way or another, like it might not have been exactly what you're doing now, but mm. I'm sure if you stuck to the surfing thing, like who knows, you probably could have been making like Kai Neville style, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You, I feel like you just would have figured something out. Yeah, one thing leads to another. I feel like you make do with what you have in front of you. Mm. And that's just kind of what I did when I had that injury. But um, yeah, like I could have just been doing a comp when I could have done that trip to Hawaii and then not had that opportunity to see my potential. Mm. And um, yeah, just snowball, the ripple effect of just when you start doing things, other opportunities arise. 
So it's so good to just do things and not I'll always plan it. Mm. Whoa, like this. Yeah, <laughs> you literally. Just rock, rock yeah. It up. Um, yeah, no, I thought, dude, I thought it was super cool. Like, because uh, we were just driving home mm. and then I saw you at P3 and I was like, well, that's pretty fucking close to the studio. So I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like it's a good good chance to get you on. What What are you actually up here for? Are you shooting stuff for daily living or? Yeah, sure, well, got this clothing in. So I was just doing a shoot this morning. And where, where were you guys doing that? In my, my friend's house. He's got a little studio oh, in his garage. Yeah, yeah right. So sick. My friend Cooper. Um, but my management team is actually here, located in Broadbeach. Oh, okay. Who does that? Um, my friend, Josh Wade, he's actually used to be a comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's kind of... Well, I know of him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of stopped all that and wanted to work behind the scenes. And he's really talented, really smart. Dude, he seems like an extremely switched on individual. Yeah, yeah. And like him, a really cool guy. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. And also Sam Lindell, they're like, they're like partners with it all. And um, I met Sam like three years ago. And they've just been friends for, and I've known Josh for like five, four, five years. Yeah, okay. I think four years. How old am I? Twenty-one. Yeah, I met him when I was like eighteen. Yeah. So we were he just, was from Sydney, right? No, he's always been from Gold Coast. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought he was in Sydney. He was in Sydney a lot, uh, and then okay. he moved to, to yeah, America yeah. a little bit when he was doing all his tours and stuff. Um, but we were just friends for a long time, and then they went up. Josh went off and wanted to do, do the business side, and just naturally formed how it's formed yeah right so i get to come up here heaps <laughs> dude bummer there's no waves right now nah no. fucking sucks at the moment it's been like flat for ages yeah dude. i don't get it yeah i was gonna bring my board but i saw it and i was like yeah no no bring a phone like just go buy a foamy for 80 bucks and yeah <laughs> so um when you when you met jay mm-hmm. was that like do you think that's probably the thing that like really sort of kicked shit off for you um it definitely was it definitely was a little push for sure yeah it, I I can't say it was the the whole thing that what yeah put me where I am, but it was definitely a huge like like an eye crossroad. Opener, right? Yeah, I yeah. it was a huge crossroad of I can go home and I was about to become a full time lifeguard. Yeah, right. And so I had because my past is also self life saving before like surfing, um, and when I wasn't gonna like do an eight, I wasn't gonna go to university. So my option was I could do a, be a full time lifeguard and make a bunch of money and see what happens from there, and. That I guess I was just kind of at that crossroad. I can do a full-time life. And I had the job. Yeah. And then I decided to go to Hawaii instead. So that was where I was at. No shit. Yeah. It's fucking cool when those yeah. things like actually pay off. What were your parents saying about the whole Hawaii thing? They're, they're really supportive. I was going to say, yeah. like, from watching your YouTube videos and shit, mm. it just seems like you've got pretty cool parents. Yeah, my friends are dope. They're, really <laughs> cool. they're, they're like friends now. Yeah, okay. In the past, though, I was such a little shit growing up. So they always had to, like, give me a lot of discipline. But... We're, we're all cool now. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it worked out. Yeah. So what was that? Like, did you jump on and do some film, like filming with Jay that first trip or like, mm-hmm. how did it sort of go down? Because you guys did like a bit of travel stuff together for a, for a bit, right? Or was it just in Hawaii? Yeah, it was, it was mainly just in Hawaii and then um, in America as well. We did, we actually haven't done a trip. I don't think he came to Australia, but I haven't seen him in a while because just life gets busy and you, yeah, don't, see, you, don't, yeah. you don't see people for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did a lot of filming in Hawaii because I went there a couple of times and he introduced me to the skydive world, which is... Oh, so that's what got you into that. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to skydive, but no he shit. was like, I'd never met anyone who's done it before and actually had the skydiving license. And once I figured out that it was actually possible and like I could do it, I did it. I feel like America too, you can kind of do whatever. Mm. Like it's one of those places where like, yeah, dude, fucking sign here and you're good to go. Yeah. It was a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you like into it pretty much straight away as soon as you did your first jump. Yeah, so I had to, um, because you have to be 18 to do it here to get your solo skydiving license unless you get a parent signature. 
And my mum wasn't keen on me getting my skydiving yeah, no license. <laughs> so, um, and I think that was a way or something. So I, I forged it. Mum signed one document, but then she was like, no, nah, nah, I did look, I don't want you to, to do it. But I did it anyway. And um, I got my skydiving license and I think I've done like 200 jumps now. Yeah, right. 200 solid jumps. Have you done like a bunch here or like where have you done most of them? I've never jumped in the Gold Coast, yep. but it looks really sick. Yeah, okay. Last week I was in Maria, which is like four hours down south from Sydney. Yeah. And then the week before I was in Coffs Harbour, jumping there, which is really beautiful. Both of those locations are over the water and there's something about jumping over the water. Yeah, I bet. Just makes it way more real. But I got my license in a place called Picton, which is like southwest of Sydney. Yeah. Yep. About an hour and 15. And um, so I, I did all my stuff there. Done several jumps in Hawaii, in LA, done a few balloon jumps, did a blimp jump in Melbourne. Really? Which is incredible. Have you got any interest in like base jumping and shit? Eventually. But yeah. I want to I wanna be patient. Like that's not something you rush nah. into. I got a friend, um, <laughs> if you ever want to go back and listen to one of these, he's yep. a, he's a like a wingsuit dude. Wow. So he does the base jump and the wingsuit and yeah. like he does like the world championships and shit for wingsuiting he's a fucking psycho yeah dude my friend Spencer Barnes who I got my license with um he has just been in Europe last year or the year before and he just excelled he was just a natural born skydiver he's good at everything actually I must say he's just one of those re- really natural talented people and he works really hard um and he's just been doing base jumps with a wingsuit on in Europe and I'm still like oh I don't want to do it yet yeah because that's what Jeff was saying like he was saying that it's just not mm. one of those things that you can rush into and mm. like that you've got the base jumping which you definitely can't rush into and then nah. the wingsuit stuff is like even another it's another sort of stage like, yeah. and then because I think like I think how they do the progression is like you'll wingsuit from a plane Mm. And then once you do that, then you can start wingsuiting from structures. Yeah. Which is just like, so it's just like the fucking levels, bro. You yeah. just go like deeper and deeper into the matrix yeah. of skydiving, you know? So many different levels you have to go through. But I, I just want to get like maybe like a thousand jumps or at least 500 before I do just a normal base jump. But if I was to wingsuit base jump, a thousand at least. Because mm. I just want to be 100% committed and can back myself 100%. Have, have you had any sketchy moments? My very first jump was really sketchy because when you, you first off, fuck all that, I'm out at that point. I'm like, oh, nah, dude. I'm done. It was so hard because the first the first time you're starting to pull your own parachute, your body is really like unbalanced in the air, and because when you pull your parachute, you want to be kind of like you go like a little banana, you like arching. Mm. But when I was for the first thing, I was like all over the place, and so my lines twisted. Oh, because I'd never skydived before. I mean, I'd done all my theory, and I, I kind of knew, but nothing's. Yeah, you know, you got to be in the moment to actually know what it looks like. So I was like, "Fuck!" I didn't know if my parachute was open correctly or not, but my lines were all twisted. So I had to like, I you know, kick your legs, do it, and then they untwisted. And I'm like, "Okay, the parachute looks okay, but I'm just not 100 percent because I just don't know." And because you don't know how fast you're going. Yeah. Well, like now I have because I've got a bit of experience. But when I first jumped, I didn't know. But luckily, there's a radio, and they go like, "Yeah, you're good." Oh, and at that really? moment, I was like, "Yeah, sweet." But before I was like freaking out because I didn't know whether to pull my what would second you parachute. have done if you didn't think if you didn't have that radio? Oh, I was oh, that's the thing I was in, on, in such like a two minds of do I just pull my second shoot? Yeah, or do I? And what uh, happens? So like, let's say your first shoot's good, mm-hmm. but then you pull your second one just because you like tripping. Mm. Does that fuck things up? No, no, no. So the, the first shoot would then just like completely detach, detach. Yeah, and then uh. the second shoot would open. 
but then fuck all that because like what yeah. happens if the second one gets caught up you're having oh. a real shit day <laughs> yeah dude i've had a chick on here that she literally fell out of the plane M? Like, yeah, M, yeah yeah she's yeah. A really cool chick dude inspirational you, you've heard her full story yeah it's insane crazy crazy shit and i think she's been skydiving since uh, or she's going too soon i think she's been up in the plane yeah but uh, she had one of her friends jump out. That was with my buddy Jeff. Mm. So I think she had one of the guy, uh, one of those guys. I don't know that it was Jeff that jumped her friend out. Um, but anyway, like I think it's it's definitely on her list. But like, fuck, mm. could you imagine that shit, bro? It's crazy. So I, heavy. Yeah. I have um, I have like bad skydiving dreams. Sometimes, oh, I bet you do. And it's actually really trippy. Like, because I, I before jumping in Coffs Harbour a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't jumped for a while just because I just haven't. It's been like six months. And I had a couple of dreams before, like in, in Friday nights. I was like, shit, is this like an intuitive thought? Yeah. Or? But it was it was all fine. It was just like... Uh, I feel like that's when um, when you dream about something is when you're like really into it. Like mm. that's what you've reached like an obsession level mm. with it. Because that's I'm like that with jiu-jitsu. Yeah, like same. before like the national titles, I dreamed all night like i woke up my heart rate was fucking going mm. i was like sweating and i was like literally i was like oh fuck I, i've got to go on you know like you get in that weird dream state yeah and then i woke up and then it was actually kind of weird though because i woke up and i was like like not panicking but you know you get like that adrenaline rush like uh, before you're about to do something mm. before a heat starts or before you skydive or whatever so i like woke up with that and i was like tripping and then i was like this is ridiculous dude like if you're gonna do any good you need to like get on top of this shit mm. and then uh, it was like the first time i've ever done like uh like deep slow breathing and shit and then i went back to sleep and then i woke up and the next day i didn't have any nerves or anything Sweet. like that but i think that when you're <laughs> when you're dreaming about stuff like that you're just in like you're yeah. into it you know which is a, a pretty good place to be yeah it's, it was just like christmas when i was a kid every christmas like every year from i mean, it doesn't i don't know what ages but i would always have dreams the night before waking up on christmas morning <laughs> that like christmas has been and like i would either get really shit presents or really good presents <laughs> or just a lot of weird shit would happen yeah and then i'd wake up and like oh christmas <laughs> but like I would dream I'd have several like you know when, do you ever have those dreams where you just like have the same days over and over I would have that before Christmas yeah really strange yeah yeah it's like you're just like having Groundhog Day over and over like yeah. you feel like you're dreaming the same thing but like multiple nights yeah because I would approach it Christmas with such an expectation as a kid isn't it weird yeah eh? so, so weird and so I would dream about it and then when it wasn't what I thought it would be it would, not that I would be like let down but it was just like a weird weird emotion yeah, that as yeah. a kid I can't we couldn't really comprehend how long, how long to you didn't believe in Santa oh, what age were you I don't know exactly what age I think my brother told me I was gonna say like I, f I feel like how good your parents are mm. is directly related to like the age you stopped believing in Santa yeah like if you stopped at like 13 or 14 you've got like really good parents I think it was <laughs> like I, th I would feel confident with saying 10 or 9 yeah okay that's, I reckon that's like a fairly decent mm. age it's like friends at school that have like fucking shit families yeah and then they're like fucking mum said Santa's not even real or they got like a bonghead uncle it's <laughs> like You're fucking not real bro <laughs> uh, but yeah. so you were dreaming you were having bad dreams about skydiving though yeah I would have some just yeah not it's weird because I would always end up okay I'd never mm. I mean I've never died in a dream I don't think you can but um I yeah it was just like parachute wouldn't work and I don't know I would always get myself in situations that I would need to be like fully like in and be prepared to 
react and get myself out of that situation. I feel like that's good though. Yeah. Like I feel like that's sort of some of the dreams that I have with the jujitsu stuff. It's mm. like, it's almost like you're just training in your head. Like it occupies so much of your brain. That's why I think yeah. it comes down to like that obsession. Mm. It's like you're obsessed with something and it's occupying such a crazy amount of space in mm. your brain that it like spills over into the sleep stage. So it's like, it's just there all the time. And I yeah. think like, I think that's healthy. Mm. Cause I would be subconsciously thinking like it's been five months, six months, haven't skydived, got to be ready. Like, am yeah. I ready? Yeah. And that's just like playing without even like, me being consciously thinking about it, but then I'll dream about it. And I'll be like, well, I hope my factory works. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pack your own shoots and stuff? I can, but I don't. Yeah, okay. I would just rather pay $10 to get a professional. Is that all it costs? <clears throat> yeah, right. But I mean, like you're doing four or five jumps a day on a good day and that's like 40, 50 bucks, but like yes. take my money yeah. if I know that my factory is going to be packed by a professional. Yeah. Because I just, one, I just don't want to be packing it because it's a bit boring. And two, like, I could just be doing it and talking to someone, which everyone does. Yeah. And I'm like, like, where am I? Is it hard to do? Yeah. Oh, when I learned, it was hard. I guess hard's like a relative term. Yeah. It, it was hard to understand at first, but because you have to do packing lessons to get like Certified your A, B, C license, et cetera. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to be able to pack to get a higher license. Um, but yeah, I just haven't done it in ages. And I, if... Someone said to me, now I have to pack a parachute. I wouldn't be able to do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, fuck, don't ever pack your own parachute. Yeah. <laughs> but I am <laughs> going to learn. That's not the move. Yeah, for, that's that's also what's been stopping me from going into base because you got to be able to pack your own chute. Yeah, yeah. And they're different shoots too. Yeah. Are you into like the the scene of of skydiving? Like are you you like really follow it and you're like really sort of across who's doing what? Or Not really, no. Yeah. Okay. I just love flying. Yeah. I'm just like such a, I guess like I'm just a Sunday skydiver. Yeah. Like I love just jumping out with my friends. I don't, cause a lot of people skydive and they get their suits and they go and they do their, you know, certain points throughout the air. They do like six ways and they're all doing certain movements and stuff like, which is cool, but it's just like, I, I just want to jump, have fun. Yeah. And yeah, enjoy it. I really want to enjoy it. I don't want to be constantly thinking of, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're constantly focusing on what you're doing next in the sky with a bunch of people, like you're just not exactly taking it in. Yeah. Whereas like, I mean, the most I'll go to is like when I'm filming, I would have certain shots that I want to get. Yeah. But also it's just, I, I don't know. I just love having fun and falling. Yeah. Just there, wow. I'm falling. <laughs> this is, this is cool. It's good. Yeah. I'm scared to do it. Mm. That's like the one thing that I'm like, mm, don't know. Like I've done a fair bit of crazy shit, but mm. Yeah, that's like the one that I'm like pretty scared of. And that's what Jeff's like, dude, I'll take you. Like he's done fucking thousands of jumps. Like yeah. he's one of the really good dudes. And even still, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fucking long way up. It's mm-hmm. a long way fall. And I listened to M. Carey talk for three hours and uh, I was fucking no joke. Oh, gosh. She's insane. She's going to do it again. Yeah. She's so cool. Yeah. No, nah, she is cool as fuck. So the thing too with the skydiving is like, it's such a rad thing to travel, right? Mm. Like you can sort of, there's always, like there's places all over the world where you can do that. Like, have you done Dubai at all and done Not any yet. stuff? I've never actually been to Dubai. Yeah, right. But in Dubai, they have pretty strict rules where you need to have at least 500 to then jump in the city. Oh, okay. Um, unless you know like a prince or something. But yeah, I haven't been to Dubai. So. Just DM a prince. Yeah. You got, Yo. that, you got that blue check. Let's jump. <laughs> <laughs> you got that blue check. Yeah. You just fucking slide on in. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that would work. Maybe, uh, cool. maybe, dude. Fucking shoot a shoot your shot, dude. Yeah. I really want to skydive in um, Tahiti. 
Yeah, okay. It looks so sick. Yeah. Or just anywhere where there's just reef. Because yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii is incredible. It's my favorite place to jump. Yeah. Because you got the mountains and then you got the reef and just like blue water and just the, the scene. Everything's just so beautiful. But jumping over reefs where you can see like the, the shallow and the deep parts of the ocean. Yeah. And just the different corals. It's, it's so cool. Have you, where have you traveled to? Like when you started doing the filming stuff, so mm-hmm. you um, did this Hawaii trip and then that sort of puts you into like the filming and the more of the social media stuff. Like what was the thought process then? Like, I'm going to just travel and go as cool places I can with the coolest people I can mm-hmm. and make as cool content I can. Or like, what was the sort of headspace that you're in? I always have had the travel bug because I mean, I'm very fortunate to have a mum who is a travel journalist. Oh, so, really? Yeah, and so she worked through a magazine called Holidays with Kids no growing shit. up. So me and my brother got the best hookup in the world and got to go on all these ho- no like ski holidays especially, and she just wrote about it. So we were just like little goody things that got Dude, to travel. You're, like, you're not falling far from the tree then because yeah. like, essentially you're doing like yeah. the 2019 version of what your mum's doing. Yeah, really. it's, 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 it's kind of funny. Me and mum go to events together sometimes. It's just like, oh, wait, what? The people don't put the connection of like mum's actually pretty known in the travel writing scene yeah and right. i'm doing it like in in a different way yeah yeah it's cool that is super cool yeah i couldn't write a story if my life depended on it yeah but i mean like it's i mean the medium changes mm. right like we live in a time where you know like it's just fucking youtube instagram like mm. that's sort of the world really that's cool man like that's a really cool um i don't know like the fact that you your mum was sort of doing that and obviously like she's sort of inspired you and mm. opened up your eyes to like those possibilities of like you can do cool shit but it be work because i mean that yeah. was that was like my whole thing with the u.s really i was like i just wanted to fucking travel and film mm. and it was like i'll just figure out a way to like work pays for it you know mm. yeah just kind of make an asset from travel yeah which is fucking the best the dream yeah. for a lot of people it's right? a lot of work i mean i see my mum. she works so hard writing stories is a lot of hours that get put into that yeah so it's yeah it's it's not like it's the perks of the job are incredible but there's people don't understand there's a lot of work that goes yeah. into travel writing and i mean same as content like editing videos i only just recently have i got an editor yeah now for my youtube which has been like oh my life so i have so much more time to do other things like music and stuff but in the past because i was editing every single vlog it was so time consuming like yeah, three to four hours a day yeah and it was a stage where I was doing daily vlogs on YouTube. Yeah. I think it was like summer, not last year, the year before. And it was oh, like, I would edit, film all day, edit all night and just do it every single day. It's like, wow, it was so hard. Yeah. Can you imagine like what Casey Neistat was going yeah. through back in the day? Oh, like, dude. Fucking crazy. Literally. He, but I mean, it goes to show though, like when you have that commitment to doing it, like look how big he got mm. and then, you know, how big your YouTube channel got. Like mm. when you and it is fucking work like and i'm sure man like that you would have had thousands of comments over your time of people saying like fucking oh i wish i could live this dude's life mm. blah, blah. but like how many people want to a think about the shit to go on film actually go out and do it have mm. the balls to skydive surf fucking do those crazy shore breaks like all that you know all the shit that you do and then you've got to have like the discipline to, to say down. no to all the fucking chicks all the parties all the drinking all the shit that's going on and then like tie yourself to that desk for three to four hours yeah sit there upload a youtube uh, upload the clip to youtube write the description do your tags do your thumbnail photo mm. then like once you post it and then you put it out into the world 
then you've got to reply to comments. comments you've yeah. got to, like it's a fucking gnarly there's a lot. Deal. There's just like there's just it never stops. Like you can always be doing something. Whether it's promo or just like, it's just there's never like there, you, there's no such thing as sitting down for half an hour and just like thinking having to think of something to do. Like there's so much to do always, no matter what. Yeah. But um. Yeah, no, it's a bit like that. People see the, like, YouTube, like, people see Casey Neistat, for example, it wouldn't understand how much work. That, like, that guy built a freaking multi-million dollar company as well yeah. as doing his vlogs. While doing a daily vlog. Yeah, it's insane. Crazy, eh? Mm. So, when did it start, like, to sort of, like, what's, like, the early days of it for you? Like, what did that look like? The early days. Of the filming and the YouTube and the, you know, sort so, of starting to get momentum to where, yeah. like, I could do this as a career now. Yeah, um... I, I think I would have been 14 when Instagram, like, I, I, I started Instagram when it was like that photo editing app. Yeah, and right. so I would just like, I started, my first Instagram was Alex Hayes images and I took photos of flowers and put like the X-Pro filter on it. <laughs> and um, Sunsets and shit. Yeah, all that. And I didn't actually put myself up there at all because I had a really low self-esteem at school because I was really intensely bullied. So I didn't put myself out there as much, but I would follow a lot of people. I get followed back and I would just see the number growing. As I was saying before, like we love progression of yeah. whatever it may be and i just love seeing the followers going up so i was like okay i want to focus on building a following and then um as well as doing a bit of surfing i here and there started putting stuff off of myself but it wasn't until i was about 14 the first ever australian open of surf that was in manly oh like yeah, a big yeah, surf yeah, competition yeah, yeah and i was just like running amok there and I, I met these guys who were working for hurley at the time and they said hey do you want to do some interviews and stuff and i was like hell yeah I was just like a young kid just wanted frothing, to be a groupie, yeah. just frothing. I'm like seeing yeah. all this process. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And um, I, I was on their YouTube and then that they put me in the spotlight a little bit and that actually got me a fair few followers. And so I would say that started a little bit of momentum. But then I, um, a bit a couple couple years later after this, kind of, I actually got off social media for a while because I got in trouble at school. My friends took it off me when I was like, <laughs> You're like, dude, this is my fucking business, all right? Like, this the, is my side hustle. I, I know I'm 15, but trust me. Yeah. Well, we didn't. I didn't know back then, and my friends didn't know. Like, no one knew. Yeah. It was just like, all it was back then was a waste of time. And, like, there was no longevity in it, which is completely understandable. Um, That's like people playing PlayStation. Like, you remember your mom would be like, fucking stop playing video games. Yeah. You're never going to get anywhere. Now this dude's winning, like, six million bucks playing Fortnite. insane. So it's always the way, though, eh? Yeah. Like, you, I feel like you can't tell a kid... I mean, there's probably some shit, but mm. there's like, if if there's even like remotely uh, like a sniff of like, this actually could be a job. Like you really mm. can't stifle your kids these days because like you can fucking make a career out of yeah. everything on the at, internet. At whatever age as well. It's, yeah. Insane, mm. eh? Yeah. So um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So, and then a couple of years later, I um, had this idea to Photoshop a shark in a photo of me sitting on a surfboard. And I don't know if you remember like... Was it years. in like Bon? Was it where was it? It was in Sydney Harbour. So I took. It, a, wait, all right, okay. So yeah, I, was I, a, I had a hat. I was just sitting on a paddleboard, and I t- what, took a what selfie. What did I Google to find that? If you look up Alex Hayes Shark, it'll guaranteed come up. I, I do remember this. Where you guys were like sitting in the harbour, and then people were like, there was like a whole "is this real or fake" thing that was going on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So my friend um, actually did the photoshopping, but I just went to Google and looked up shark. It was like one of the first photos that came up. And so I, I put that up and 
came up with this caption and did a bunch of hashtags and then everyone was like eating it up because it looked really real yeah it did i remember and uh, i didn't do it to be to be viral or anything but it, it really just picked like a mad huey's reposted it and at the time mad huey's at the coolest yeah and they're still killing it but at the time like that was huge like they reposted it and then next day i woke up and I, my email was absolutely flooded with people that wanted to like cover the story on it and it was obviously fake but i didn't really say it was fake yeah yeah oh good old connection i know it's fucking tripping why are you doing this to me and like well because i knew it was fake but i didn't know how to react to it and i didn't know what to do like my parents thought it was real too and when i told them it was fake they didn't believe me and like my dad (laughs) he sent it to because he my dad works in like the kind of yacht boat industry and um so he has a lot of friends like in the maritime and stuff in sydney and so they were he sent it off to his friend because they wanted to determine what shark it was. What? And when it started getting that deep, I'm like, fuck, they're going to find out eventually. Like, they're, they're getting technology to find out what shark it is because it was in Sydney Harbour. No and it's like, way, why is there a great white in Sydney Harbour? <laughs> oh, I remember seeing it on, like, the news and shit, dude. Yeah, and so I'm like, this is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm, like, scared because I know I was going to get in trouble. And I told them, and they were so off me. And even my <laughs> oh. friends at the time were like, why would you do, like... But, like, that was... Like, without even knowing it, that was fucking genius. Like... Okay amazing and dude. like and the thing is that i didn't say anything about it real being real effects so it had three stages of like media attention i guess it was first of all it's this, real yeah this kid's like taking a photo with a shark this is crazy in sydney, sydney harbour second is like is it real or fake a lot of like speculation that thirdly this guy pranked the internet and so i had all three stages of different but that i did get a lot of hate through that but then it, you know any publicity is good publicity yeah any that's yeah. that's that was the first instance of any publicity is good publicity and um, so I, I grew a lot of thick skin to that too, which is cool. Yeah. Is it, isn't it fun? Like, I mean, I haven't had obviously anything on like that level mm. of, I guess, scrutiny or whatever, but anyone that's on the internet has had mm. their, like you get your first thing. Like I think the first, the first like big interview that I did was with uh, Chad Reed, who's like a famous motocross dude. And he's like one of the best dudes of all time. And we like, we, we had like a, not an argument, but like, I've known him forever. We weren't really friends. And then we literally, the first time we properly spoke to each other was doing a three-hour podcast. And then we just got onto this topic about this other guy that raced. Mm. And then, so it was pretty heated. We're going back and forth. But like, yeah. we're fucking homies. Like, we're literally best friends after that interview. But I just cut up the 20-minute segment of that chat. And if like, if you don't watch the full podcast and you don't, like you don't see the context, yeah. all you see, and it was like, it was a great clip because it was just me and him like going back, back and, and forth. forth yeah. But oh dude, I got blasted. Like 3000 <laughs> comments of people saying I'm a fucking idiot. And I'm just like, and saying like, you can tell he hates him. And I'm like, cunt, we're fucking in New Zealand <laughs> right now drinking. Like, yeah. are you serious? But no one sees that. No one, no, no one knows. But it, mm. that, it was hard to like, mm. to actually go. And then the other part of it too is i was like i didn't i'm not really doing this to be famous you know like this isn't like i don't really want that side of it but yeah. you just that was my lesson of like well you cannot post on the internet mm. if you don't want this it's just what it yeah. comes with right yeah exactly yeah i've had a, a couple instances where i've had like a, a backlash like kind of too too mainly but a backlash on the internet of just like people give me a lot of shit yeah um well i mean yeah i could name a few but there was one that that shark but then i like kind of more recent more like three geez years i i, I can't even like years are so combined now i have yeah. no idea but when i think three years ago um i dated this girl from america we're, we're still friends but after it like she had a big social media following 
and after it she went online and like posted a video talking like shit about me saying like, i used it for followers and like cheated on it, all this shit did you cheat on huh? No, and I, I and like you can tell me right now. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would tell you, but it, like she posted it online to like, at the time it was like four or five million followers, and like that is a lot of people to just be like go of, and hate this dude. It's a lot That's of people, and crazy. it's the worst type of hate too. Like any yeah. publicity is good publicity until it's a female involved yeah, and, and a male, like you know, and it's just not good. Dude, lucky it wasn't like last year. It was me, me too. Shit going on. Oh yeah, it was just like. So it was just like, I don't know, I, I was just called a snake because I was, people like, you used to have followers, all this kind of bu- bullshit. And um, yeah, I literally had to block my comments for a long time and- Really I'm just turn them all just off. Just like, and her YouTube's were like, I think like close to 10 million or something. Um, and I just had all of that come down to me at once and that was intense. What was your phone, like if you turned your notifications on- what was, was your just, phone going to do? Just fucking stop basically. Just like, it was mm-hmm. just like, I literally, I- couldn't get on it <laughs> I, so had, I had so like on a reg I reckon I had like 20 DMs and comments just saying go kill yourself like because people like, like it's so easy on the internet it's so easy and right and the, the young um, kids are just saying that like it's nothing it's just chucking around like that's yeah. the shit and I'm like what lucky I could deal with it because I've had a very long past of dealing with shit um, but yeah it was definitely intense and it made me not want to get on social media for a little bit yeah and it, it's definitely um it's definitely gnarly when it's like it's that's your job too mm. and like people uh it's hard for most people to associate you know a guy that's in your position it's like it that literally is your job mm. so like you've got this app on your phone that's basically a job and now you just can't go on it mm. because you're getting hated by something a chick said and yeah. isn't it crazy to think that like i mean fuck there's countries that don't have four million people in the country mm. so it's like you've got one person that's a chick that gets on like Instagram live or something mm. and then she talks to all those people and tells them to like hate one person that's like yeah. literally like a fucking army that's bigger than a country yeah. that can just descend on one person like it's it's heavy to just think about the general concept behind that many people mm. she didn't like directly say go hate on him she actually said like after because she I mean she saw what was happening but just the fact that she said it online knowing that she has a huge yeah. following but i mean it's it's in the past and it's all good she apologized and we're sweet now but at the time it was just like like i just like why would you do that first like why put personal issues yeah public yeah but i mean there's probably a and i mean i don't know her or yeah you know anything, but i mean there's definitely a thing where it's like mm. that kind of drama is like good for you for, yeah you know what i mean so it's like i get it that's what i learned about I youtube it. drama yeah it's fucking crazy dude do, yeah. do you watch um i'm just trying to get this internet going because i want to i want to really look at this photo mm. um we move studios literally so the internet would be better and it's fucking not better <laughs> um do you watch have you ever heard of adam 22 yeah yeah so like dude he's the fucking my favorite i what that's like my guilty pleasure yeah is watching his shit with like youtube beef and all the stuff like did you see all the stuff that went down with nick carter the other or aaron carter, aaron carter i've seen it but I haven't, holy like, fuck bro what a train wreck i've seen like shit here and there from it but i haven't you know immersed too much in it it just i feel like once i get down that rabbit hole there's so much to yeah, look into. Got, yeah you're so right let's see if this thing works because i really want to look at this photo oh the shark one i remember it dude so well and i just couldn't i should try and just like tether it to my phone actually yeah, true normally um my producer's not here today he's actually doing other work so we're oh personal hotspots off that's what's going down oh we got to get this shot going i got to hear if you can 
Yeah, we're on. We're just about on. Here we go. So what gave you the idea to do the shark photo? Like, did you just think it'd be a cool photo? Well, I was, because um, I was, that was actually when I had my injury. Like, that was when oh. I was training here, so my injury, so I was paddling on like a surf life-saving paddleboard. No way. Because um, I couldn't surf yet, but I, I wanted to, you know, be a good paddler. Yeah. And so I was paddling in Sydney Harbour and there was a lot of, like, it's, it is sharky in there. And I had a couple of friends like, you're crazy, you know, like there's so many sharks there, like if you see a shark. And I was bringing my GoPro because like, what if I actually saw a shark? Then I just got out there and I took a selfie. And I was like, I was like, oh, I could do something, <laughs> do something here. And my friend Alex Gray just whipped it up in like five minutes. I was like, this is epic. So I just put it up. And then fucking the floodgates opened. Yeah, it just really did. So um, how long did it take for that thing to... Because I feel like it's pro, it's harder to go viral these days mm, than what definitely. it is to... Um, than what it was like back then. Because yeah. there's the, the whole like algorithm mm. and all that shit's changing. So like, was it just a case of um, like it just instantly fucking went viral? Yeah, well, I, I posted it at prime time, like 5.30, 6.30 on a school night. You on know, school night. everything's chronological still on Instagram. Yeah. So everyone knows when it's going up. And um, yeah, just just went kind of crazy and heap like hundreds of comments. And at the time, hundreds of comments is a lot. Yeah. And I remember uh, it was just, yeah, it was fuck so long ago. But it was just crazy. And could you, did that then spark any, anything in your head? Like, fuck, like maybe I'm onto something when it comes to doing this whole like content thing or, you know, like did that sort of set some light bulbs off or it yeah. sort of took a little bit for you to be like, to sort of make that connection? Yeah, well, me and my, my friend who photoshopped it, he, um, we came up with all these shirt designs and clothing designs and everything ready to like go, but then just kind of, we just never did it. Yeah, okay. What was the, like, what, were you like, just like, like a brand or whatever? It was just a shark fin and we're just going to take the piss out of that because <laughs> I was going on the project and stuff and I was like, I can really milk it and I forgot the guy's name but at the time there was some guy that um, I looked up to, I can't remember his name, so bad with names but he built a lot of his businesses through like, not scams but like social media kind of just like, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like troll sort of stuff. Yeah they would just gain a lot of attention yeah because it's the best way to build a brand yeah so at the time I was like I could really build a brand around this shark thing but it just never happened yeah but then I guess your personal brand sort of started to take off right yeah yeah and so I gained like things like 15,000 or 20,000 followers from that really on Instagram yeah and then that well because that, that's like a lot back then too. yeah so I was sitting at like 70k or 60k and then yeah shit time flies man <laughs> it's crazy eh? and you're fucking 21 bro i'm yeah. 31 fuck fucking i lot yeah dude i love literally like eight years of my life and mm. i look back i'm like i should probably move home now hey eh? because <laughs> you just spend so much you know the time can just go so quickly yeah like even everybody last well, this week when it went to october everyone's like how the fuck is it october it's it literally it's like it's a 10th like the 10th month insane eh so then where did you go from that to then like starting to make this like a full-time deal mm. i went over to la and i was, was kind of going back and forth over there for like a couple of years and I haven't, I haven't been i've been once this year in february because i've just everything i need to do i know i can do at home now yeah so i'm just building foundations and everything like but i went over to la to get inspiration and opportunity and growth and connections it's and pretty friends. fucking cool in that way isn't it yeah it's awesome it's the hub like everyone goes there yeah it's very intense but um i've been lucky to make a lot of really good friends there and um so when when i do 
I, c- I can go back over there whenever it's like a second home yeah and it's a really cool second home to have yeah but um I would just yeah I would start going over there I was the year after finishing school and just meeting a lot of people and kind of growing just to get the university of life is yeah. what I was calling it and my dad would call it as well yeah like instead of him wanting to send me to university which like parent, all parents want their kids to go to university but I was not going to university yeah. and he would he would respect that you know there's a lot of opportunity over there and you say the university of life and obviously I didn't I had a couple of jobs back then but not enough to like fly and maintain a lifestyle over in America so I had the support from my, my dad to help out with that which is really cool but yeah just so much to it's just a deal they're, they're so ahead over yeah. there especially with social media um and I just kind of I don't know get, got a lot of momentum from over there yeah yeah I could see um yeah I could see that that would definitely be the place to sort of mm. really set that shit off but so did you know pretty early on that you didn't want to like live over there full time or I wanted to live over there but I just never got a visa yeah so okay. I was always having to like it's fucking not easy dude it's not easy and I, not that I'd ever do anything wrong but it was like I was going there a lot yeah and I actually got pulled back in the room and like got questioned the room of doom oh the room of doom and yeah. I was there for a three four hours and they're really drilling me like were well, you making money over here and i wasn't but i was making money on youtube and just because it was such a great area. it is man it's yeah yeah no you're so right i, I had so many struggles with that mm. and i i used to just say i've got rich parents mm. so they'd be like well what are you doing this way i'm like i got rich parents yeah. and then they'd, they'd be like okay so what do you do for work i'm like i don't need to work and you could just play that game yeah. that because they can't say like what do you say yeah, and they, then, they fully like check my bank account yeah, with yeah, my dude, phone for sure and I was like what and I could, like I could luckily prove that I was you know made some money through a part time job working at a cafe and also the YouTube so it was scary they're not nice in there either then, are then they? they're not they're <laughs> not like they're not soft with you like they really try to scare you oh, yeah. the scare factor is there yeah and I, and I was scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude I've been in that room fucking a a bunch even mm. with a visa like because i got arrested in texas once nice and uh and we were like doing like the border crossing in el paso near mexico and um basically they thought our van was stolen so because we we were like with it i was with these dude that races dirt bikes so we were going from california to atlanta mm. and the entire fucking van bro was just like completely full of like dirt bike parts dirt bikes scooters bmx bikes like gear every, like the whole fucking thing and then they pulled us over and then you know they do like the license and registration mm-hmm. well the dude tyler had left the license in the back of his car and like he put it in his backpack and then the re- he pulls out the registration and it's in his stepdad's name so then mm-hmm. when then they pull us all out of the van and then it's like freezing cold it's like texas in 1 a.m in the morning i'm wearing a fucking singlet because we left california at lunch so then i'm in the road just like fucking shaking and the dude's like, what are you nervous for? I'm like, dude, it's fucking freezing. And he's like, oh, you're going to give me lip? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, fuck. Yeah. Maybe. And then he's like, stop swearing at me, dude. And I'm like, sorry, dude. Like, I'm just freezing. And like, I'm handcuffed at this mm. point too. So then I'm just shaking like a leaf in there. So then this is like wigging this dude out. He's like using it against me that I'm shaking. I'm like, are you serious? Like, you can't see that this would be cold. He's in like big jackets just and no stuff. empathy. Yeah. Oh, no. They were just trying to they're just trying to fuck with mm. you you know so then anyway they um they arrested us for a stolen vehicle <laughs> i'm just like i was laughing the whole time like there's no way this can actually like happen be this bad you know so i was just like whatever we spent eight hours in jail that would be pretty fun oh, it was it was fucking gnarly dude really yeah because it's like you can see mexico 
from El Paso. It's like border security. It's like where you leave and go out. So it was just all these like big crazy Mexican dudes that had been pulled over at the border. And wow. They're in jail with all these Mexican dudes. One dude was taking a piss at the year like there's a just one toilet mm. there's like a little sort of divider in it and there was probably like six of us so there's three me and the two dudes that i was with and then these three big mexican dudes one dude was taking a piss another dude needed shit so he just shit on the floor <laughs> <laughs> like right in front of everyone. like wouldn't even wow. didn't even wait for it like just didn't give a fuck it was super gnarly yeah. did you have to get lawyers like how do you yeah i ended up having to go to court because um that's hectic yeah so like nothing happened like literally they just let us go mm. but because they scan your fingerprints they do all that shit to like put you into the uh, into the system or whatever mm. and um, so yeah anyway we fucking <laughs> we go through the whole thing we get let out in the morning and then I just thought nothing of it I was like sweet so that was my first ever trip to the US I was only like 21 and then I went back like three or four months later um, and then I got called into the room and the dude's like you got arrested in Texas and I was like I didn't get arrested in Texas like in the room at LAX mm. and uh went through the whole thing with him and um it ended up being that um like essentially they're like yeah well if you got detained you got arrested and i was like Heck. dude i got let off on like they thought the car was stolen and it wasn't i'm like i don't know i don't know how that justifies being arrested and why that they even put that on file yeah well be, but when you go in and like whenever you're detained that's just how it works mm. i guess so anyway i ended up um i said dude can you just call them <laughs> like that was my hail mary they're literally sending me home they had all my bags and shit off the plane and then they were sending me home. i had like a driver book and everything to leave lax and then they were like yeah you're done you're going home and i was like man can we just figure this out like can you just call border security and he's like what are the he's like what are the chances that anyone there and because i had that argument about me like shivering and being mm. so cold with this guy he mm. remembered because mm. i was like swearing and carrying on mm. and uh, and then he's like no you didn't get arrested wow so yeah they let me so then they let me through and then they're like you're gonna have to figure this out dude like you're not gonna be able to come back in this will happen every time so then i had to get a lawyer i had to go to court and what ended up getting me completely exonerated like the whole thing just free and clear was the fact that um they didn't read me miranda rights like you know that you've got the right to remain silent or that's technically what has to be done for Mm. you to be technically arrested. arrested So that was my fucking little experience with Damn. those dudes. Yeah. It's a good cool little movie there. But then it just never got better. Every time I had a visa for the whole time I lived there and every time, no matter what, got pulled in. And they'd like, what happened in Texas? And I was like, don't know what to tell you, dude. I had like the, the, cause I always had my camera bag with me. So I had like the letter from the judge mm. in a, in the top of my camera bag and every time I went in I'd like go in I'd pull out they're like what are you doing I'm like I'm just getting the letter that says this is all good wow. yeah they don't fucking play there bro nah they're really serious it's crazy how much time have you spent over there you reckon I, I spent more time in America than Australia for like almost two years mm. um yeah so I was going over there for like almost two three months coming back for a month and then going there for as long as possible yeah right which is like now that I think about it it's like sketchy sketchy. yeah Yeah. but I wasn't like so many people do it bro yeah so many many people do it the thing that pisses me off about it though is like I knew guys from Australia Mm. that had lived there illegally for 15 years married kids whole thing wow yeah and then they were just like nah fuck it we'll just figure it out when we get caught like they could do the whole like they could be there legally Mm. but because they were there illegally for so long they're like ah the paperwork's crazy so then they just don't do it. 
and then you see all of the people that are illegal from mexico it's like so many people and i would it would burn me dude that i, I had to go my first visa cost 50 grand wow it was fucking They're not gnarly. cheap no nah, because i had cheap. to start a business and like all that bullshit and it's like it costs that much money and you try and do the right thing it's like you've already spent that much money and then they still don't want to they just don't want to play ball but then people can like you can get benefits there as an illegal immigrant it's fucking weird it's weird the weird so, country that's why australia is so cool we, it is. we live in such a good country what made you realize that you could do everything from here well just because it depended on me i mean i could i could ideally i mean not ideally but i could technically do what i do anywhere in the world but yeah. i would rather do it in sydney because i love it and it's where i've grown up it's where like everyone i know is and every, everything that i know and all my connections and opportunities are there and just back and just build out my content build out my music just like I can, it's just my foundation it's my ground yeah and i don't need i don't need to go over to america and try to get followers and stuff like i don't i don't need to do that i've, I've been lucky to grow a bit of a following but everything from now on only depends up to only depends on me and my like and my talent and how hard i work and how hard i want to you know grow yeah no that's it's a good way to think of it because mm. i feel like a dude in your position could get so easily sucked into like the whole scene of it all mm. and i mean dude it's uh, it's fucking hard when there's chicks over there that are like yeah. that fucking hot oh don't get so wrong, much man. money they got you know because like you, know, you live in Beverly Hills, mm. you got fucking super hot girls around, yeah. and they've got rich parents, or they've got fucking a bunch of shit going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so easy to like stay milking that life for oh, like a long me. time. Yeah, I've, I've experienced a lot. I mean, I was partying every single night, and because you don't, I mean, you would know as well, you don't need to be 21 to club there, and I was clubbing from 18 there. And yeah. Like being in that scene for, or not even like I was just like, <laughs> they just let you in. <clears throat> yeah, because I know the promoters uh, and like you know the club promoters over there, they can get anything. Yeah, and so I was going to all these crazy parties and crazy clubs, and I just experiencing the literal high life. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow. Then like, you just realize after a, a period of time that it's not, it's not it. So many people like, um, I just got to order an Uber for. Next guest that's coming. It's on. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Take a two second guest break after here. guest. Oh, dude, going back to back. This has been um, so we've been trying to build this studio for like literally ages. Like we got this building in. Um, what time do you get, have to get out of here? By the way, um, you're not on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Sorry, I just got to get this Uber going. Confirm. I did it. I pre-did it before you got here, so at least I didn't have to. Preparation prevents poor performance. Fuck man, it's hard to stay on top of that shit this week. Mm. We um like I pretty much when I started this thing, I was just like I'm just gonna do one a week and oh fuck, I booked it too soon actually. It doesn't land for Alright, I'm gonna cancel this trip. <laughs> fuck that up. Went too soon. Yeah man, America, LA. Is it's you can live the high life there for as long as you want, but it's not good for you. Nah, and I mean, it's like a lot of people just don't figure that out until mm. it's too too late. And mm. I mean, I think that the the good thing about Australia is that like we don't have the prescription drug problem that, mm. that they do. Like that was one thing that tripped me out when I lived there was like I always thought Australia was like the big drinking culture. And that's mm. like where everyone's like, oh, you're Australian, you get drunk. But like... I almost thought like America had a gnarlier drinking culture mm. in terms of like <clears throat> even the, like the young people. And then when I f- 
would find out about like Adderall and yeah, like Percocet and Xanax like, and everything. Yeah, Xanax and shit. And then you went to like cocaine. Mm. And then I was just like, dude, this shit's like fucking bad. Like, and it's glorified. Yeah, and they love it. And mm. they think that it's like, well, it's from the doctor. And mm. everyone over there that I would see, they were like, no, nah, dude, it's fine. Like I just told them it's for like back pain. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking heroin in a pill. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy, a, dude. It's like a, it, and this, yeah, it's just a, it's a gnarly scene. Mm. And it's so, it is easy for people to get like caught up in that pretty, pretty heavily. Mm. So for you to realize at that, like you're still super young to realize mm. like, mm, nah, not the move. Yeah. And, and peace out is, uh, is probably the fucking. Yeah, well, I just experienced it all. Like I, I it experienced like the best party scene and doing it every single night for long, long amounts of time. They're coming home and doing the kind of same because I was home and like you want to hang out with my friends at home yeah so it's just like I was literally just constantly partying and I, I love it it's fun but yeah it's just I don't know it's not it's not I wouldn't be find myself in this in a moment of being at a party and be like oh like this is it this is yeah. this is what I want to work for yeah it's not what I, it's not what my life's for but it's cool and fun and I love it here and there but you, you do you drink anymore no I stopped drinking yeah I year, thought I saw that in ago. one of your yeah. videos that you don't drink are you still yeah. doing the no coffee thing no coffee no that's fucked up but it, I, I don't put like a cap on it like if I if I feel like doing something I'm gonna do it yeah like I was in the I, I did a, a sailing trip from the Caribbean to the to Brazil with my dad and brother and another family friend and we were going around these cool Caribbean islands and there was a couple like local Caribbean beers and I'm of course I'm gonna f- fucking drink it I wanna try it it's an experience yeah I'm not drinking to get drunk but I'm, I'm trying it so yeah. I'm not, I can't say I've been 100% dry, but I can count on my two hands the amount of times I've drunk in over a year. That's the way to do it, man. Like, yeah. I, I feel like um, I recently had this conversation with a friend mm. of mine. He's had like a bunch of shit change in his life and he didn't drink for like seven years, like literally not a drop. Yeah. And it was, I, I think that there's a dangerous, um, there's a dangerous place you can get to when you're doing something for like the moral high ground when mm. you're like, oh, I don't drink. Mm. And then that's like, that's your card. Mm. that you use and that makes you feel better than people yeah and i'm not saying this was what he was doing but he just didn't do it and Mm. i was like why do you think that that was going on and so then i started saying like i know people that they they're like that they're like no i don't drink i don't do any drugs i don't Mm. do any of this i don't do that and it's like fuck bro like what are you what are you trying to prove you know yeah the the bat like there is a balance to be had Mm. of like you know, like you said, having a beer when you yeah, and it doesn't make you any better than anyone else no. by not drinking. You can like, be a fucking train wreck. Yeah, and still not like drink. literally, it's got nothing. To, it's just like for me personally, I could have cut. I wanted to teach myself some discipline, and I wanted to cut it out just because I wanted to. I was in a bit of a stage where I wasn't in the best mental state, and I wanted to cut the bad food off the table. Coffee and alcohol, and learning to meditate was my kind of three steps, and it worked well for me and so I'm going to continue doing it but if I feel like one if one night I want to have a drink I will have a drink yeah but it's rare yeah because <laughs> you found that you don't really miss uh, it yeah anymore. I found I don't need I didn't rely on it it was just a reflex like I'd be out at you you feel like you need to have a drink all the time but you don't yeah and I'm, um yeah I just get natural energy of everyone anyway and I, f- I end up feeling drunk just from being around everyone yeah and because I'm DJing as well so I need to be out late at night and but I'm dead sober so it's it's inch, but I still I'm having a great time yeah and I can remember everything I'm in control of my situation at all times and if anything ever happened that was bad and needed somewhere with a straight mind I'm there like I can sort out anything dude that is a thing man like my brother right now he's just uh, bought a house the other day and he was out like they were partying because mm. they had like a they do this one big night every year 
And um, anyway, like he started getting fucking emails from the lawyer saying like they've they've taken a cash offer instead of his offer. So he's like fucked, like drunk, and he's like reading this shit. And he just said he's like, dude, that's the first time I've thought about like not drinking mm. because I was I just wasn't able to like quickly respond. Yeah. He's like, what if I lost this fucking house that I've been wanting to buy mm. because I was just fucking drunk? Mm. He's like, it would not that drinking those drinks would not have been worth yeah that exactly like losing that house mm. did you have like a good response from people that you like in your sort of you know like with followers and things like that when it came to that yeah i've had a really good response and i've had a lot of friends and people actually stop drinking as well because they've, they've seen me do it and um it's just cool because like i don't want to i don't want to be that guy that says i don't drink like and yeah. if you drink i think bad of you know like if my friends get drunk, I'll make them scold twice as much because it's funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you, you can't say, you can't say your life's better without alcohol. You've never tried it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, just, I, I was just like, give it a go, have an open mind to it. You so, don't need to drink to have fun. So what was the, um, what was the catalyst for you going down that road of like, you know changing diet mm. and then no alcohol meditating like was there something that happened that was sort of traumatic to where you felt like you needed to make those changes there was nothing major but i was i did a paddle the molokai paddle last year yeah, it was last year i think yeah it was last year my ears are so cooked <laughs> but i did the molokai paddle last year which is um a, a world championship paddle in hawaii from um molokai to hawaii Oahu, yeah and it's 32 miles so like around what like, do they call that like this valley of bones or something the channel, like, of, channel bones. of bones yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's crazy. where if anyone's a surf fan listening to this it's where eddie arcao actually died yeah um but did he died doing that race no it was just a it was i think it was he was saving someone oh really yeah no um, shit. pretty hectic but yeah pe- people have died and it's really sharky but i was doing this paddle to re- raise money for mental like a mental health charity yeah and also just raise awareness around it because um that year I lost a friend to suicide and so I was like fuck I really want to do something about this and I feel like instead of shoving information down people's throats it's more a better idea to kind of prove an example of putting yeah. yourself in a situation of vulnerability and pushing through the hurdles and like just giving an experience for someone to look at and learn from it as well not just yeah. like do this do that do this do that it's more so it's like oh I can do this because this person did that you know it's yeah. planting the seed but um, I've learned a lot from doing that stuff of how to approach it with the whole mental health situation. But back to the whole um, question. Yeah, I, so I was doing doing the paddle and I, I after school, life was really kind of full on for me. Like I didn't actually stop and have a moment. I was seeing a psychologist like every day in school because I wasn't in the best kind of mental state. How how good life was for me from the outside in. And I was, I'm always grateful 100% for everything and in no way am I complaining, but... I had my struggles and like everyone has their struggles no matter what 100%, it may be. 100% man. Like I fucking, yeah. I hate when people have to uh, justify it. Caveat like I'm happy and like I'm not complaining. You mm. know, like you shouldn't have mm. to do that. Like mm. everybody has yeah, no matter shit what. to deal with. Because it's Whether all they you, know. It's yeah. like it's, they were born and I was born into this life which is fucking awesome but like I was experiencing a lot of pain through certain situations, social like bullying, intense bullying and just the, the, the doubt in my mind of not knowing who I was and when I was putting myself out there on social media getting bullied for it like all this shit combined it would get, I would suffer a lot I had a lot of anxiety and depression and then so I was going to school counsellor a lot to, to deal with that and then being in a situation where I was at school and even on social media in, in Australia it's like the tall poppy syndrome where people just want to drag you down drag yeah. you down I experienced that a lot 
And but then as soon as I left school, I was over in America a lot of the time and getting like praise and getting a lot People of followers like lift and like lifting me instead, up. Like yeah. it, was, it was cool. And I was like, oh yeah, sweet. Like I'm on my way. But then it got to the point where I'm trying to advocate for mental health and like provide an example. But I, I hadn't actually like put a nail on the head with my own like shit that was going on. So I decided to see a psychologist and I wanted to like just, just get professional advice and learn a bit more about myself and also just how I can better myself, et cetera, et cetera. And then he actually prescribed me antidepressants. It's like, yeah, look, I, I think it's, it was last resort and I think you should get on these. And I was like, fuck, like that's a moment. That's a moment there when someone's like, yeah, take this pill. This is going to make you happier. And so I took one of them. It was, it was Lexapro. And I remember thinking like, I haven't even given myself a chance. Yeah. Like I haven't even tried. I'm not going to rely on this just to make me happier. Like, and you're young and I'm young too. And so I was like, okay, drinking depressant, get rid of that. Easy coffee. Gave me anxiety sometimes. Get rid of that. Meditation. You never hear someone meditating to say, oh, I feel shit. Yeah, I'm depressed after meditating. Yeah, yeah, you never hear that. It's like, what? So I, you know, kind of worked on that and I started to feel a little better. And then I was like, okay, I, I don't need to drink anymore. And I'm, I got, got a lot more mental clarity and I wanted to teach myself some discipline. And once I found that I did have discipline, I got a little bit more like nicer to myself. Because I feel like if you don't, if you're making all these goals inside your head and then you're not actually following through with them all the time, you're hard on yourself all the time and it's 100%. not good. So it's like, once you actually see yourself doing something that you've said you're going to do, you feel really good about it. Yeah. There's the, like the do something principle. Mm. So like if you've got something that is, cause this is what I struggle with. Like I, I've, I've always felt like I've got way more potential than that I've actually ever lived up to. Mm. And then that's heavy when you get to be fucking 30 and you're mm. like, still feel like you've done nothing. Yeah. Even though in reality, you you've get all of these people that say that you have, but mm. to your own expectations. And sometimes that gets crippling to the point where it's like, you can't even send an email. Mm. You know, it's like, it's sitting there, it's in your inbox. You know, you got to respond. It's good for you to respond to that email. It's somebody that wants to do something or it's like, whatever. And it's like, you can't even do it. Mm. And so there's a principle in uh, psychology called the like do something principle where you literally just have to get up and do something. Mm. Like there's some, because there's like certain like resistance that you push back on yourself and whether it's for like you're unhappy with yourself, mm. you don't think you're worth getting what you're chasing, all of those different things. But there's some stuff that is no resistance, like taking a piss. Like you need to take a piss. Mm if you need to take a piss and like your body doesn't fight that mm. like it not you're not just gonna sit on the couch like no yeah no, i'm not doing it so it's like you use that so it's like you use something that is uh easy for you to do yeah and then instead of sitting back on the couch or whatever so start there and then do something else that's kind of easy and gather mm. momentum of like doing stuff because the <clears throat> whenever i get down or feel shitty about myself it's when i'm just not doing things mm, me too 100 percent relate that was so cool what you said then because like without even like i haven't really heard it being put like that but like yeah i 100 relate to it like i'll find myself sometimes even just like scrolling instagram aimlessly and i feel shit or like when i'm not doing anything i feel shit and but you're thinking about what you want to be doing while you're doing it and i've got a clear indication of what i need to do but i'm just like i'm just pure procrastination yeah i'm just like i of just avoiding it and i'm just like like, it doesn't make sense, huh? It doesn't make sense, but I'm doing it. And I'm like, but I hate it. And then I'm like in a hole of feeling shit, but I know what I got to do, but I'm not doing it. It's just like, I'm in a circle. I'm in yeah. a rut. But then the simplest thing, like making your bed. Yeah. I make my bed every single morning because that's just the first challenge of the day. Yeah. 
and uh, there's there's a neighbor seal speech about it that i watched uh, on youtube a couple years ago about you know how they all have to make their bed first thing in the morning because automatically your brain's done one thing and one chore and you're already accepting to the next thing and you're just already on your way you've started your day by doing something yeah and so whenever i find myself in a rut i'm like okay is my room clean i start cleaning my room and then things just unfold and then you know once once you start you do one thing it leads to another yeah rather than just putting it off and i think too like with the the bed thing is like a really cool one because it's like it's like a win i feel like your brain keeps a track of like wins and losses mm. and it's like when you walk out of your room and you don't make your bed or you like don't eat something for breakfast like you don't cook yourself breakfast mm. and then because i'm like that with like coffee like because i've got a really sick coffee machine i fucking sick. love coffee i love I, coffee dude. <laughs> i actually love coffee yeah, I I love the smell of that's it. the one thing i'm not giving up <laughs> but like i sometimes i'll be just lazy so i've got mm. this fucking sick machine everything's great and i make good coffee and then sometimes i'll just like i'll it's more like i don't it's not that i don't want to make my own coffee it's more that i've fucked around so much in the morning that now I don't have time to make, to make coffee. coffee. Yeah. And then I go and I buy a coffee, which costs money and then takes more time. So mm-hmm. instead of like being productive, making my coffee and coming straight to work, mm-hmm. I've now fucked around. Mm-hmm. I've not made a coffee. I've had to go out of my way to buy a coffee. Then I'm probably scrolling on Instagram while mm-hmm. I'm waiting. waiting yeah. It's just like, it's this momentum build of like, letting yourself down it's like yeah. you, you let yourself down there now you're fucking on instagram now you're spending money that you don't want to spend and now you're fucking late for work yeah and it's like it's like the winning room yeah it's yeah. like doing everything that's not the best for you yeah exactly so it's like it is so important to just like have that mental awareness and it's mm. like you know like you said like oh i haven't heard it being put that way like you know you can look for these things like mm. that's what's so good about the internet right now is like you can find so many fucking different ways to to look at it and identify and i think it's interesting like i want to hear you talk about meditation because Mm. someone your age is it's not like a a super common thing and while Mm. i do that i'm gonna book that uber yeah (laughs) but like when when did you first get into the the meditation side of things i try i tried like two years ago two and a half years ago but i i have adhd and so like i really struggled with sitting still and i like although i was all for it the all for the idea of it and i was like Meditating is cool, but I just couldn't do it. Can so I cut just, you off real quick? Yeah. Do you believe in ADD? Or like in a... Because I literally had this conversation mm. today in the car. I was like mm. texting a mate. Do you think ADD is real? Or do you think that it's like a square peg in a round hole kind of situation where that's like the label that they put a kid that just really doesn't give a fuck mm. about whatever boring shit is going on at school? Mm. Like some kids can be into it. Other kids can't and it's yeah. like you're the kind of person that wants to jump out of a fucking plane mm. like that kid at nine is not gonna want to like behave at school yeah. right like i don't know what do you think about it is it like a medical I think, thing i think in some cases definitely medical but also like in like in a lot of most cases you could be 100 percent right of just it's just the person isn't suited to this environment so like let's put this put this person that's not suited in this environment in this other environment of being labeled ADHD, ADAD, yeah. ADD or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I can't really 100% answer that. I mean, I I went and I had like a lot of those brain scans and stuff and I did see my brain and with the things that I wasn't passionate about, I, had, I was like, didn't Yeah, you even, just shut them down. Yeah. Shut them down. Because like I was a, the exact same, dude. Yeah. 
I was the naughty kid in school. Mm. I was never, I never fucking went to school. Mm. And it's like, that was the thing. They're like, oh, he's got ADD. Mm. And I'm like, and I would say, like, even at 10 years old, I'd say like, I just don't want to be here. Mm. Like, I'm not sick. Because that's really what you're saying to it. When you're saying to a kid that uh, you're not normal, here's this medicine. And then this will make you normal. You're Mm. telling a kid they're sick. And it's like, I'm not sick. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, the, you know, and that was that was me. So, I mean, that was like my experience. And that led to a lot of crazy shit yeah. in my life with that stuff because, man, my teacher was a fucking cunt. Like, she put Jason Medical, uh, Jason's Meds, yeah. 11.30. And then at 11.30, all the kids in class would be like, oh, it's time to take your tablets. Oh, dear, yeah. Like, knowledge. And I'm like... Mm the fuck are we doing here like this doesn't seem like this is super productive right yeah it's not a good environment yeah i mean i was prescribed ritalin and concerta like long-lasting and short-lasting medication that i had to take to go to school and i hated it i asked it would make me like just question everything about what i wanted to say and do although it made me concentrate i don't know it's just i i avoided taking it um did you did you like not take it for most times and just like sort of ditch it um, yeah, or you did take it. I did take it. I took it a lot, and because because they, I you know it did actually help me go through school with just concentrating. Yeah, but I I would try avoid it. I yeah. would just like when my mum was like, "Okay, take it." I put it under my tongue. She'd look away, and like it got to the point where she knew that I was taking. She'd be like, "Open, open, and make sure you yeah, yeah, saw it." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a. I don't think kids should be brought up on medication well and i think this is why i sort of wanted to get into that Mm. sorry to cut you off but to get into that to then go into the meditation thing because when you have a mind that people would describe as add Mm. which like i'm gonna say that that it's just how people describe you and then it's like that mind that's like the hardest mind to meditate because Mm. it's like i mean in my experience of I've just got fucking shit just going all day, every yeah. day. It's full on. Mm. And it's like to meditate, you're trying to achieve the opposite of that mm. state. So I think what you're saying with like, you know, you've got ADD, so it's hard to meditate. Mm. That's I, that's what I think. It's like you're literally, your natural brain is like the opposite of what it should be mm. while you're meditating. Yeah. So, I mean, on average, we have 70,000 thoughts per day, humans. And so like on, on average, and think of like, a lot of those thoughts coming from social media so it's like a lot of it's external and kind of bullshit and unnecessary and um i think meditation and i could talk for so long on meditation because it's it. just like <laughs> it's just i don't know i think it's, it's like, awesome to, to hear yeah it's like do you clean your teeth yeah in the morning and at night yep. before bed like were you brought up with you have to clean your teeth or you get holes in your teeth and it's really important to clean your teeth like why is there not like a practice with kids that you need to clean your mind it's the most fucking important asset in the whole everything it's literally the control of everything. Yeah. Like, we can't think if we don't have a fucking brain, but we can s- still think if we have shit teeth. Yeah. But we, we have to clean our teeth twice a day. So, like, so I guess... the Instagram model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do clean my teeth twice a day as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's just like, on average, you have 70,000 thoughts per day, and once a day, it's like hitting a refresh button in the morning. Yeah. So, I'm just like, it's teaching yourself to have control over your actual thoughts and then being able to um, understand what's coming in and coming out and was like just cutting out the bullshit taking out the trash in the mind and just just having the I guess control yeah being able to control your mind and your thoughts is is a fucking skill 
And so teaching myself to sit down 20 minutes, I have this kind of this, my friend, Chris Sol and Rochelle Fox, they have a company called Mindspo. They actually live in Bali, have a, a, a villa in Bali and they run all these retreats and stuff, but they really have, have helped me with my journey and learning meditation and give me a lot of the science behind it and everything. And just like meditation's cool. Like, I don't know why it's, it, there's just a bit of stigma around meditation being like, oh, like, uh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of boring, old school. It's going away though, It's sure. definitely going away. Yeah. Definitely Especially when people like you talk about it, you know, which is cool. And it's weird. I mean, five years ago, if I was, I'd be like, fuck meditating. Mm. What the fuck? But now I've, I told myself I can sit still 100% completely still for 40 minutes, I think with my eyes closed and just like, just pure quiet. Dude, how hard would have that been the first day of meditating? So hard, so hard. Like but then, pretty much impossible, right? Yeah. And, but that's the thing. It's like literally convincing your mind that you do have time to meditate. It's not that you, it's all, there's, there are three things people say, well, not three, it's just like, I can't meditate. I don't have enough time or I can't meditate because I just can't sit still. I can't meditate because I don't know how to do it right. No, I'm bad at meditating. There's no such thing as a bad meditator. A bad meditator is somebody who just doesn't meditate doesn't because meditate. they say they're yeah. bad at it. Yeah. A good meditator is somebody who just does it yeah. because it's only you and your thoughts. No one else can hear what's going on inside your own head. It's just yeah. you. And if you're zoning out for 18 minutes of a 20 minute, that's fine. At least you're bringing it back and at least you're letting all those thoughts go and then you're clean. You're like, you're sweet. You've done a lot of unnecessary thinking that it's not unnecessary, but you're just like, it's just hitting the refresh button every single day, opening a new page in your, note, in your notebook and approaching it with a fresh mind. So what's your technique? Like what's your, how did you start? Mm-hmm. And then how did you progress to like the point where you're at now? Okay. So I, um, there was like a, a guided 20 minute one that my, my friend Chris actually like pre-recorded. He like brought it in. So it was like a minute and 45 seconds of like, you know, stay and still sit up back straight posture up it's really important to sit up straight because if you're sleeping or meditating like, like downwards or like on your side you're actually releasing the sleep chemicals and then you will feel tired afterwards ah, so it's super important okay. to like if you sit down put a pillow behind there you go there's a bit of knowledge for you yeah so um first like figure out the, the the seating you don't have to cross your legs like i just do it on my you could do it on this chair yeah you just get a pillow behind it to make sure you're back straight and then um just close your eyes be completely still and just kind of breathe focus on your your, your legs and arms and everything relax focus on relaxing and then you, you'll be given a mantra and so i got told this word called sore hum it's got means nothing yeah but it's like sore you, you you use it with your breathing so when you breathe in you go sore and then breathe out you go hum so the idea behind that is like the sound in your head that brings you kind of awareness back so you just will we'll, he, he will guide it in for like a minute and a half and then there's just like this kind of meditation music in the background that is just like Kind of like dream. you're getting a massage yeah, yeah exactly and so you're just constantly saying it's mantra mantra over and over and whenever you would find your mind drifting or like all these random like i could be on two minutes of thought and then i'm like oh i'm thinking back to soham i'm bringing my awareness back so it's just like soham drifting 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 back so it's just constantly bringing your so that's just like the thing in the middle of the darkness that you're trying to go like okay come back to the, this bit yeah like Okay, back to, back to me. I'm in power. I'm in control. Yeah. Like, so it's just like day-to-day life, whenever a situation arises and you're like, is this actually, this? is this me? Is this, this is my thoughts or is this irrational thinking or, you know? Oh, like am I in, am I the, like is this a direct thought? Like am mm. I actually wanting to have this thought? Like intentional, I guess, would be the way yeah, to say it, Yeah, it's just right? like you just... Because there is just random bullshit. Yeah. Just, I don't know, just being, you're literally just teaching yourself to be present with your own mind and become your own best friend. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, fuck. Whenever I'm alone, it's cool because I'm my own best friend. Whereas in the past, it hasn't really been that way. But I don't know. It's like people say, I can't meditate with my own self. Like, why? Yeah. Like, it's your life. No one else is thinking for you except you. Yeah. So why are you running away from it? So just, I don't know, just learn to be your best friend. Yeah, and embrace it. So mm. how long would you go for at the start? Aim for 20 minutes. Yeah. But it really depends. Like, sometimes if I actually don't have time to meditate, I'll do like 10 minutes or just even five minutes. Yeah. But just teaching. And right when you wake up, basically. No, when I wake up, like I could, I'll go to the gym come home have brekkie and then we'll my, my ideal situation will wake up go to the gym come home eat and then go straight into meditation and then that's my day started and i'm ready to you know whatever yeah. whatever happens i'm just ready for yeah and can you could you see like before we were saying like our human brain loves progression mm. can you see progression in that mm. definitely i mean i feel like this year for me has been huge in personal growth whether it have been from stopping alcohol or coffee or meditating or just the fact of me growing up as a 21 year old but i think meditating has definitely made me a lot more calm and i haven't i haven't had like a blow up in a, a while because i'm of being, like anger blow up. yeah like yeah. i just haven't been as angry because just it just puts everything into perspective of like what does that achieve you know like sure emotions can get a little out of control sometimes but then when you meditate you have more control over, the, over yeah. it so i'm like i don't have to react to things like this i can react to it with a bit of a rational and um like a, a calmer mindset that is just way more can um way more successful with yeah. result yeah yeah and i mean it's it's you know like we said at the start too like i feel like all of our like our generation of anyone that's in like a lot of people that listen to this are like big into the action sports sort of mm. stuff it's like we're all fucking meditating every time we go to the mm. track and that's why like you crave it like mm. you crave surfing i think yeah. that's why you get it obviously it ticks like the you're getting better at something mm. you're getting the endorphins from the physical activity yeah. but it's also like for me at least it's like i'm fucking out like i'm out i've checked out all the shit that's going on mm. i'm done yeah and that's the same with me with jujitsu now it's like mm. i go there and there's i'm literally trying to stop a dude from fucking choking me <laughs> and it's like that takes a whole lot of com of concentration mm. and it's like for those you know five minutes like i'm black dude i'm fucking black i'm done <laughs> like there's no me in here anymore mm. it's just that dude that's trying to figure out that puzzle mm. and it's like again it's the physical thing where you've got the endorphins and then you've also got the uh, progression that you're getting better but i think so much of it is that mm. meditative state that you find yourself in you know they call it flow state and all those sorts of things yeah i mean you, you said it it's it, you there's no better feeling than just doing something and having kind of no thought around it and just living mm. like when i skydive i just i can't really remember what i think but I, I just know that it was the best feeling yeah that is crazy huh mm. we are like i don't really remember why it was that good but it yeah. was just that it was really good <clears throat> have you seen the movie peaceful warrior no it's a really good movie it's kind of kind of old school it's based around like a gymnastics guy who I'm not going to ruin the story. Anyone listening, definitely watch Peace Warrior. My dad showed it to me a while ago. What, but what's it a, like? Is it a, like a film film? Yeah, it's a, it's a movie. It's a film. Yeah. Um, but it's like based on like kind of a spiritual awakening of like uh, a, a young man who's going through, who had it all, who then lost it all, but then like was told that he... So, okay, I'll give you a short story. So it's a gymnast at, at college 
got a lot of money, got all the chicks he wanted, best gymnast, had everything a bit cocky. Um, but like he met met some some old dude that's in the movie. Apparently, it based like he's up best of Socrates. Like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the wise dude, the philosopher. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. So he met this dude at the gas station, and then the the guy at the gas station was like, okay, what are you gonna do if you don't make the Olympics, or what if you don't do this? And this and this this young man was like. Oh, I don't think of that because I'm going to do it. So it's like approaching everything with my life's going to be the best when I get that result type of thing and not yeah. actually living in the moment throughout the experience and journey of it. So it's just like a, a, a great movie of quotes and things. It's all about the journey. But there's one moment, which which is why I brought it up, was when this old guy, Socrates, was with the, the, the kid and pushed him off a bridge. And he fell off the bridge and he was like, ah. And then he asked him when he came, he's like, what were you thinking? Like he came up all like he's like, why do you push yeah. me? Blah, blah, blah. But he said, what were you thinking when you fell off the bridge? He's like, I don't know. He goes, were you thinking about your job? He's like, no. Were you thinking about what you need to do? No. Were you thinking about this, this, that, that? He's like, no. He's like, exactly. You were present. You took the trash out. Yeah. You weren't thinking. You were in the moment. And that's like the most important place to be. In. Dude, I yeah, totally agree. I I've I've always thought about it. Maybe a bit too young for this one, but you remember when you um would get like a floppy disk and you'd put it into your computer and you'd like defrag the hard drive do you ever do that not really so like a little too back, like, yeah, yeah back <laughs> in the old pc days you used to have the floppy disk mm-hmm. and like because your computer would just like fucking stop working because they were bits of shit really mm-hmm. back then it was like probably 70 meg hard drives and stuff so you'd have to put this floppy disk in and then the screen would go black and it looked the whole screen was like these little squares and there'd be all these like white squares everywhere uh, in amongst the black squares and then you'd see this thing just like scan and like slowly defrag all of these white squares out of the the computer because that's all just like bits of shit and then it'd like refresh and the system would reboot mm. and that's how i think about like meditating or training or any of those things mm. it's like that time where you like defrag your hard drive because like you can draw a lot of parallels i reckon with um the brain and a computer yeah it's like it's information in that goes into like a central processing unit mm. and then you've got the graphics card which fucking makes the world look the way that it mm. does and some people have got shit that's broken and some people have computers that are slower than others some people like elon musk have fucking supercomputers in their head so it's like it, it is like a computer yeah. and it's like that analogy of like you know there's so much time where it's like you've got so much shit on your phone or there's so many apps open you've got so many or, tabs open yeah or i like to think too about like your your battery life like your brain only has so much capacity mm. to like think in a day before mm. it needs to go to sleep and then rest and it's like if you've got every fucking app open you're taking calls from everyone that calls you you're looking at every like you're reading every yeah. comment you're you're watching this you're doing that you're like taking on board like getting involved in other people's drama shit just mm. so like you're just taking in so much information yeah. like what happens to your phone when that happens like that's a computer mm. they just fucking shuts down yeah, it freezes a little bit and it's that's like cool you, and it's like you've got to literally like swipe up a little bit and see all the apps and you just go fuck off all of you yeah and it's like it works again and it's like that's sort of how i think about our brain sometimes and i don't meditate but it's something i've looked into a lot and you hear people talk about it, the people like yourself talk about it and it's like a thing what you know you should do mm. but that to me is like whenever i'm training or whenever i do stuff that's like full just me time mm. it's like i'm just defragging the hard yep. drive i'm closing all the apps i'm fucking going into power saver mode i'm gonna make my battery <laughs> last for the rest of the day 
and that's the way that you deal with it and mm. i think that if you know or if you like if you go into it knowing that like okay there's only so many fucking apps i can have open there's mm. only so you know so much music i can play or there's only so much i can do with this hard drive mm. before it starts to melt down and it's like if you know that like you need to manage that space you need to manage that battery then it's like you're almost halfway ahead mm. in like kind of figuring some shit out because 100%. dude i see people like fucking my buddy <laughs> weighty i fucking love him the bits but his he's got every app open <laughs> All, t- all the time mm. his brightness is on fucking 100 same as my mom <laughs> and it's just like it works so hard yeah and it's, I'm just like bro you fucking you give me like anxious feelings when I'm around you it's like you've got to fucking close some apps bro mm. like you can't just run like this yeah just cooks you mm. well, and then if you, you mix just, that with like light, bad lifestyle stuff too mm. and you're just like you're just not you gotta enjoy you gotta have at least one moment every day where you just kind of check yourself like have I had like Am I enjoying myself? Am I enjoying everything I'm doing? Yeah. Like, there's got to be a purpose behind everything. Otherwise, you just got to run in circles for the rest of your life. And as you know, like time gets faster and faster and faster. And so the more you're just doing these things that are unnecessary and you're not like actually giving yourself a bit of a checkup. Yeah. Like before you know it, like five years could go by. Fuck yeah, and dude. It, yeah. And like this is me just kind of, this is what I, what I'm imagining it, it because I'm only 21. No, but this is good. Like you need to do that shit. Like yeah. if you don't have any care for like, what the next five years mm. looks like or mm. the next five you end up in a place where you just you're like how the fuck did i get here yeah what, what did i do to get here yeah. and then you can't go back and change that exactly it's like it's good to have that mm. that thought ahead yeah well it's just yeah it's always it's, it's just i feel like it's such a rush nowadays that everyone's like they're just a rat race running in circles trying to grab their own tail without actually just taking a minute and breathing and appreciating the, the simple things of life yeah which is just literally so important and um it's interesting when, when you're bringing up the phones and the computers about the mind i have a kind of an interesting analogy so it's a little bit different but it's about like with time and age it's just everyone like i know there's so many people my age are wigging out like oh, i don't have much time or even like when they're 50s like okay i've retired now and like life's you know there's i'm too old to do this too old to do that but um let's say i'm looking at my phone now i've got i've got 32 percent left on my phone so let's just say humans on an average are like living up to a hundred. Huh? I just got to yeah, it's all good. yeah, I'm not and um humans on average we live to about a hundred or like it's going it's getting to that stage, like a hundred percent on an iPhone. So I'm twenty one, so essentially I've got seventy nine percent left in my phone, so I've got a fuckload of time. Fuck yeah, you do so like, yeah, so but like let's just say it's the same thirty, I've got seventy like you're you're on your phone, you got seventy percent left, you got a lot of time, you can open the apps that suck out the most time. I yep. can open I, I can Instagram like half an hour and get down to 40 percent that's a lot you know but why is people getting like 30 or 40 and thinking that they don't have enough time to literally just restructure their life if it's necessary yeah yeah no there's so much time left that's what the one thing with when you're coming on here because i'm like i'm literally 10 years older than you and i don't normally talk to people that are young and i'm like i wonder what headspace Mm. this guy's in like you've got a fucking insane life like all the stuff that you've got going on mm. and it's like it would be so easy for you to be a fucking wanker mm. and not have any and i mean you could be a good guy and everything but like mm. be a wanker in terms of like yeah. the future and like this will last forever i'm gonna be this guy forever i'll mm. just keep going i'll just keep getting followers i'll just keep like but not actually having a connection to like the the shit that you're talking about like mm. the real stuff and like being yeah. grounded as 
as a person. Mm. And I think that that is the stuff from my experience mm. that it's like that is what will help you as you do go along because it's like the more like stingy you can be with your time and the relationships that you have and because like I've wasted fucking years on people. Mm. You know, and I'm I'm sure there will be people in your life that you will or have even, but it's like to just be hyper conscious and like almost feel like over, like over possessive about time mm. and what you should be doing, where you should be putting your time. Like because like we're saying, like I think that that is the thing that bums me out the most mm. is when I waste my time because yeah. you get to a point where you you really do realize you're like fuck, like it's. like my childhood's over Mm. like I'm 31 and it's like I'm not a kid anymore like a full-blown adult like I can't even flirt the line of like still being a kid Mm. where it's like you know your mid-20s 24 25 it's like yeah you're kind of still a kid but it's like you get these phases and it's not it's not to say that um it's like that's a bad thing it's not a bad thing but it's like there's there's certain ways that you need to act and like acknowledge like what you have what's mm. coming next and like make sure that you know what's going on around you so it's like that time won't get wasted mm. because it's like that's the biggest shame of all and like that's something that i've been thinking so much about lately it's just like don't waste time you yeah. don't have enough mm. and especially like when you put it like that analogy it's like you've got 79% left and it's like fuck it's 79% yeah. like if I'm looking at my phone I can play Fruit Ninja for like two hours that's bro. exactly dude <laughs> and it's like you, I can see my phone at 79% and go fucking hell I'm gonna have to charge this bitch soon like this might not get me through the day yeah gnarly yeah, yeah it's cool uh, I'm just gonna do this fucking thing I'm struggling get with that this. Uber yeah. I'm, so, I'm a, such a terrible multitasker yeah you can't it's impossible to talk <laughs> deep subjects while ordering an Uber trying to do both here i'm not doing maybe not doing the best job but probably not doing the worst either um yeah this is uh that's what there's a really cool photo i saw recently that i really related with um it's so cool that you are thinking about like you would know and i mean maybe you've even done it people that are in your social media youtube world where it's well, there's actually a couple of things here, but it's like they're, they're so, their lives revolve around like what's next, what's mm. the best photo, like what is, why are people doing this? Is this, this project's going to be the one that blows me up, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty refreshing to see that you don't sort of have that, but I'm assuming you probably went through that at some point. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I would put all my eggs in one basket and think that when I reach this level, I'm going to have this sort of feeling in return. Like, it, like it's happiness isn't a transaction it's like a mindset it's like you gotta really cultivate it yeah you gotta like it's you gotta put work in for, in for yourself to really like you're not gonna get big biceps by not going to the gym wanting big biceps yeah, yeah. exactly but like and you're not gonna get happy by not doing the things that make you happy so it's just like I've got a limited amount of time on this earth and I've been lucky enough to be in the position that I am to have all this opportunity like there's no point being bummed about something if I can change my mindset and perspective on it to make it a positive and either learn from a situation or grow from a situation or I can run from it, but I always choose grow because like no matter what you will always like there's, there's no such thing as wasted time if you've created a new experience. Yeah. And so taking that mindset, you can literally learn from absolutely any experience because it's all perspective and there's never nothing going on. And 
I don't know where I'm kind of going with this one, but it's just like literally, yeah, I don't know. I just got myself in a circle of thought then. Well, there is like we, we're sort of the one thing that I always think about with perspective is like we're, we're sort of cursed with like seeing the world through our own perspective at all times. Mm. Like it's really hard to um, be open to like seeing something from somebody else's point of view. And I think that that's one of those things where again it's like it's just awareness like you have to i think that's a lot of people are just they're on autopilot mm. and they're not trying to um you, you hear people like that are saying like oh the world he thinks the world revolves around him well that's like what is going on in some mm. people's brains is they're literally like they're the center of the world and like every footstep they make the world then moves around them mm. but it's like i think that the happiest people in life are the ones that have accepted that the world doesn't revolve around them that mm. there's billions of perspectives taking place at every one time like there's seven billion people on earth mm. there's seven billion different perspectives of reality taking place every fucking second there's yeah. just a new everybody's seeing it from their own perspective mm. and it's like that is sort of humbling in a way when you think about it because it's like well what does my what does my perspective what mm. does my take on this really mean like you need to be humble knowing that like you're not right you're not because what's right to you is wrong to someone else exactly so <laughs> i think that's the that's like that that power of perspective and maybe sort of where you're going with with yeah, that I mean, point, the, the world the world doesn't stop if you're in a bad mood like time no. goes on yeah time will always go on um yeah no i, I saw this this thing recently it's kind of on the subject but it's when a bird is alive it eats ants when the bird is dead ants eat the bird Time and circumstances can change at any time. Don't devalue or hurt anyone in life. You may be powerful today, but remember time is more powerful than you. One tree makes a million matchsticks, but only one match is needed to burn a million trees. Mm. So it's just like, you know, perspective. Yeah, and, and duality too. Like, you can't have dark without light. Mm. you can't have hot without cold. Yeah. You, like, you can't have happy without sad. Mm. I think that's another sort of yeah. powerful thing too is like, when you're um like when you are bummed it's like that the, the other like this is sort of changing the topic a little bit but it's like i think that people tie themselves to what they feel mm. at the time when it's like you're not sadness like you're alex you're not sad you're feel you're alex feeling sad mm. but you could also be alex feeling happy alex feeling ecstatic alex you know fucking as frustrated like mm. it's not you aren't your emotions and i think that it's really hard for people to um make that distinction of like okay i'm not fucking this sad thing like this is just an emotion that's sort of like mm. sort of rolling through me and it's like you at some point have to be thankful for being sad or be thankful for being in a bad mood because yeah. that is what gives you the ability to be in a good mood. Mm. Like you can't, and, and it's like if you were, like if you do cocaine all the time, if you just did coke all day, every day, then are you really high anymore? You'd be cooked. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just zero. Yeah. Like because there's a baseline for everything. Mm. It's like if you feel completely nothing is here and then mm. you feel amazing is 10 and then you feel super shitty, that's negative 10. It's like life just sort of operates on a spectrum and, and it's like, if you're always super fucking unhappy, it's like, well, that's just your new baseline. Like, yeah. this is you. And then you can go down from here and you can go up from there. So it's just like, I don't know, being aware that 
everything operates on a spectrum mm. and you need both sides of the spectrum for anything to exist and it's like yeah it takes a thousand trees to you know make a matchstick but it takes one matchstick to burn a thousand trees it's like mm. that's the same thing it's like fucking stranger things upside down like you need yeah. all you need all of it to make it work mm. and it's like sometimes just fucking embrace it life shit yeah it's gonna get better yeah. and it, well it's like because it's shit that's the reason for it to get better yeah exactly yeah you gotta be down to look up and you know you, <clears throat> um what was I gonna say yeah you, you just you just kind of nailed that <laughs> you can't be happy without feeling sad you yeah, gotta, it's, you gotta and, go and it, it's well that's what makes us human yeah like we can't well, there's no such thing as a superhuman but um Elon yeah. Musk yeah, far, far from, maybe far from Elon Musk. Uh, so what's next for you, you reckon? Like what's on your, the, the DJ thing is mm-hmm. something that you've been like going super hard with? Like is that sort of what you like want to do? That's your passion? Yeah, well, I just, starting from kind of, I've always had a passion for music my whole life, but only just um, this year have I really been like public about DJing and music production and it's a whole new like world that I've been learning from being known as just the influencer kid and the, the YouTuber and the guy who makes videos and we got the followers to then want to be known as for like for an art for like for music and stuff it's a whole different um, mindset and I've just been learning so much the, the music industry is so different yeah like I've had three songs that are kind of ready for like a couple of months but it's just getting them out there is, it's so much strategy behind it as well yeah but all that aside like it's just so much fucking fun and I just really love it and so I've gotten my life to this point now where I'm working on three kind of core things well four that fourth being the main priority and that's just my mental health and my you know make sure I'm enjoying life in the process but I'm focusing on my, my YouTube series my videos and my music and my daily living trying to build a company like just three things that I have to focus on that I really enjoy as well as simultaneously working on myself which kind of ties into everything because yeah, yeah. it's all all connected yeah um, and so I'm just enjoying the, the process of everything at once so it's cool in the past years I've had a lot of like kind of un- unsurety with what I was doing and whether it had longevity but with this I just know I, if I continue working at everything I'm doing now I'm going to be successful yeah and that's just not being cocky that's just being logistical because I'm going to do the work it's yeah. just like you know you, you make a dollar a day for 360 days at the 360 days you're gonna have 360 dollars yeah you know like you kind of just to put a kind of metaphor to it yeah no it's cool man it's cool to see that you know because like you said about the whole t- tall poppy syndrome thing mm. it's like we definitely don't like people that are like really good at sports and then try and be a rapper mm. or have like a big youtube channel that want to make music like mm. that's that's a hard thing to do and it's very easy to go like all right this is the formula that works i'm just going to keep doing this but if it's not satisfying you then you know there is really no reason to do mm. it so it's cool that you've got the balls to at, at your age to just go fucking i'm doing it this is what i want to do yeah which is cool i mean i was in a very i was in kind of like a with all my uncertainty with the longevity behind things I was comfortable like I was making a lot of money through brand deals and I was making like a lot of money through what I was doing but it just like I wasn't content and I was always I just I was there wasn't that fulfillment inside me that I was yeah. kind of living up to my purpose and my purpose is to to um, create an example for people to then make their lives better for themselves like yeah. I want to I want to show people that they can push through the hard shit and they can do they can follow the dreams and just not like not give a fuck 
Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I used to give a fuck and I give a fuck about myself and my friends and everything. But when it comes to like what other people think, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Cause yeah. it's one, cause I meditate and I only care about my own opinion when it comes to things that actually hurt my feelings. Um, but also just, I'm just doing what I love. It's my life. And that's it. It's, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. No, it's fucking, it's cool, dude. It's, was it weird going through that whole, like you reached like a pretty weird level of like fame through mm. the YouTube thing and the yeah. Instagram thing. And you're like the first generation to go through it. It's like, you know, pick a fucking career, like a famous singer. Yeah. It's like, we've got Madonna. We've had Lady Gaga. We've had fucking Amy Winehouse. Like, all of these people it's like we've seen it people know then you get managers who know how to deal with them you get uh like because the weird thing with youtube is like you're the producer so you're the one that's like filming everything you're editing everything then you're the talent then you're the person that has to do the youtube comments and see the feedback and then you're the person that has to do the brand deal do the invoice get mm. the money watch your youtube revenue go up or down deal with like it's a really fucking weird it's weird like job to have and it's yeah. like a lot of pressure for it like a you know between 17 and 21 like mm. it's been for you mm. and it's i mean there's so many different emotions that you can't handling at once but the one thing that was kind of the biggest wig out was i'm editing my own videos having to watch myself dude right for three fuck. to four hours every single fucking day and i'm also having in the back of my mind that this is going out to potentially like a million plus people yep of, of their judgments around me and how i'm acting and i'm like i don't have someone with me all the time to tell me oh i don't think you should put that in or like yeah put that in i'm just like i'm just wigging out like sometimes i'm like is this me is this not me like fuck i'm in a rut but you know that's what's that's what's so good about having an editor now. Like, I just don't think about it. Yeah. He sends Jimmy, I'm like, yep, cool, change this, maybe that, that, that. But then I post it. That's the one thing with this that, like, I'm glad you said that, actually, because that's, like, the biggest thing for me. Like, I don't even listen to these. Like, mm. I mute this entire thing. Mm. Like, I will never hear this conversation mm. again after we do it. It's like me with my podcast as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know you had a podcast. I just do it here and there. Oh, that's sick. Um, yeah, I mute it, and I just look at the waveforms, and then I cut the fucking... I cut the change the camera yeah. and then that's it and I put it up and it's yeah. because like like I don't want to hear myself talk mm. I want to enjoy hard. I want to enjoy this mm. and I'm, I'm having a great time like learning who you are and talking to you and mm. the back and forth that's what I like everything else don't want to know about mm. it like it's super fucking weird and then the like my biggest thing is that I never really wanted to be on camera I wasn't this wasn't something that I sort of thought was going to happen it just it just worked out with mm. moving back home and everything like that and it's like the biggest thing for me is the, the fear of like people thinking that I'm doing it for all of those above reasons and mm. it's like fuck like how do you but you can't control what yeah. people think of you Never. but it's still such a trip and then you know like the there's there's podcasts that I do with people that are fucking like big people and it's like you know as well that like they don't want to hear you talk dude mm. they just ask the fucking question and let them talk but it's like because that's what the people you know somebody's fans want but it's like that's not what the person in the room wants the person in the room doesn't want someone to go how old are you 16 what do you when did you become famous for this oh, i did this you know it's not like mm. that's not a fun interaction for people or yeah. to like force people to talk about themselves mm. for you know we've been going like fucking two hours mm. it's like a lot of people don't want to sit and talk about themselves and their achievements and it's what like biting your own teeth yeah it's hard it's weird huh <laughs> yeah so yeah it's definitely like that whole thing and i mean 
I can't imagine going through it at the level that you're at and the people that are watching you mm. and at the the age that you had to deal with all that shit. Yeah, it was, it's a, there's definitely it was a lot of shit happening at once through those stages, but it's all grown me to who I am today of like a, a self-awareness and understanding of who I am. And now it's just like, now I'm so grateful and thankful that we live in a day and age that I can have my life on record so I can show, I can look at it when I'm 70 and look back at everything I've done now yeah. and appreciate it. I don't know, like if you, sometimes like surely you get on flights and your, your phone's in airplane mode, you got no, no other distra- distractions, but you go through your camera roll yeah. and you go through these moments of like reminiscing, you're like, oh, fuck, like life's sick, like life's good. Yeah. Like I've got nothing to worry about and you just really appreciate it. But imagine looking at shit from 40 years ago. Yeah, true, huh? In video. HD. H- jumping no one, out of No planes. generation yeah. has ever had that. Yeah. Apart from us. Yeah. And we can then show our kids. And the thing with the podcast, which is really cool, is like, I'm going to have a journal of things and opinions and stuff that I'm, in the long run, I, I could be wrong about a lot of things, but I had this thought at, at 18 years old that my kid, when he's 18 or her, when she's 18, yeah. can think, oh, my dad thought this at 18, like, but he ended up in this position. So, maybe what I'm thinking now it doesn't actually matter too much yeah because life goes on and like I'm gonna learn more from you know shit that happens like time will always go on so just do as much as you can have a document of it and it's gonna be I don't know it's, it's, I document for selfish reasons yeah did you find that um that you got like had like a weird relationship with yourself then in that period where like you were looking at yourself for that mm. long like because I don't think it's natural to like even with me like I'll post stuff and it's what it's interesting what you said before about like the analytics like what I do now is like I'm just obsessed with the numbers because mm-hmm. the, the the weird thing especially like I don't do a lot outside of this like I've got a really basic life now and I fucking love it mm-hmm. like I stay in Burley I don't really go too far but it's weird because it's like oh 300,000 people listen to that episode yeah crazy and it's like that's six Suncorp stadiums yeah like if you can you imagine if you were in Suncorp stadium and it was full with 50,000 people and like every one of those person people were listening to you and then you, like another then they like leave and then another like six times you fill out that set that's people listen to you it's three crazy hours. it's fucking mm. like you I don't think that you can actually process that like mm. I don't think that there's a way to like because I actually what made me think about that was the when I started the podcast the first episode that got 50,000 downloads of the thing I was I actually went to a footy game and the thing come up on the screen it was like 52,600 whatever sold out crowd so then I went on my phone and I checked the stats because I knew the episode was about to be at 50,000 and I looked and it had 52,000 something and I was like universal moment what the fuck like that's weird mm. and then it grows from there and it's like a million downloads two million and you're like fucking it's weird like <laughs> so it's just it, it is and then like then you sit and you're posting stuff and then you're like looking and you're gauging the response and you don't really have too much of a like you don't have face-to-face interaction with these people you don't have you know like a hundred of them might comment out of mm. the 300,000 or whatever like you don't have the interactions it's really hard to quantify mm. but you end up you know that like okay the more people listen to this the more money I make mm. it's like you reason like my reasons for doing it aren't 
for more people to listen to it but it's like that's what it ends up being because mm. that's the business and then mm. it's like i can have a better student like if more this is my headspace if i have more people listening i can fly you in instead of having to get here and you paid for your own uber i'm paying for that uber like i can have more cameras i can have more this. Mm. like the the product can get better it's it's just like this game that you yeah, sort it's of just progression. get in with just the, constant progression yeah with the numbers it's a trip yeah. huh it's cool though it shows you really enjoy it yeah but i think it's just it's weird though that like the numbers that make it better are actual people mm. but that's what's weird yeah it's weird when I, i'm like when with my with my podcast i'm like people actually listen to me speak for over an hour it's like crazy it's weird hey it's weird <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing that for um i think i've been do- doing it for a year but it's so off and on so yeah, like okay. out of nowhere like yeah. i could it's just like sometimes I would just pick up my phone and speak into voice memos for like 20 minutes yeah. if I had a random thought. Yeah. Whereas now I'm trying to have a little bit of structure to it. Like I'm still not, I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just speaking random shit to myself Yeah. and just like going on a tangent. But now I want to get people on here and there because it's really fun and I like it. Yeah. It's just back to that documentation of it. I think there's so many different ways to document. So why not make the most of it? Yeah. And I think that the the other thing that's really special about this, like I've made some really good friends out of this mm. and if, like I've had a lot of friends come on that I'm better friends with now. Mm. And it's like you, there's definitely a, you definitely share something when it's like you're in here for a couple hours, there's no one else around, there's no noise, it's just mm. the headphones. And mm. it's like, you can really listen to somebody, you can really talk to somebody, you can, it, it's genuine in a way that is hard to find in day-to-day life because mm. i mean even now my fucking phone's gone off i had to get an uber it's like that's the world we live in there's no but, escaping but this space it seems like this is a bit of a sacred mm. sort of space and i think there's something deep down with just people in general where it's like the campfire effect mm. it's like the campfire's crackling and everyone's telling stories and it's like that's primal that's been going on since we had mm. fire and i think that this is almost like a mini version of that yeah, in a way because you know there's no distractions and it's like solely based around conversation there's nothing else that you had back then mm. well it's, i guess it's a form of tapping into a meditative state like you're completely present with mm. your thoughts and having to like communicate with it so it's you're having to focus all the time but and also listen and take in everything so it's it's you're just present throughout the whole time yeah which is cool i think it's awesome well dude i fucking really enjoyed talking to you yeah. you're a super cool guy thank you um it was crazy how it worked out yeah um but yeah so shout out your youtube channel instagram yep. and let me know when your music's dropping because i'll like repost it and Legend. stuff on thank you people that I appreciate listen, it. So. thank you for having me no worries what's all your what's your details oh yeah. it's just alex hayes a-l-e-x-h-a-y-e-s and that's everywhere yeah go watch his youtube shit and uh yeah i can't believe that you were the shark thing yeah <laughs> shark trip. boy yeah shark boy <laughs> the boy right. who cried shark that <laughs> well, was it thanks for coming on dude thank I really appreciate it appreciate it thank you for having me no until worries. next time yeah dude whenever you're in Burley just come on yeah next time right, De- definitely can speak for hours yeah sweet ads <laughs> so different with that headphones